Heroes of Freedom's <laughs> Phoenix, right, here we go. Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Your independence with me, Ernest Hancock, here in Arizona, A, out in the middle of. But, you know, we have technology and some of it works. It's the internet. Starlink's coming. We're going to get us some uh, all over the world. And what happens when you have the rest of the planet? You know, and, and people in the rural areas. All you have now, content providers, are high speed loading up video in the big cities up, and usually in the uh, developed countries. What happens when you have the entire planet sharing their stories of what's happening? When they went to do Plandemic, the movie, they're looking for uh, in the second um, film clip that they did, they did. They're looking for a lot of the information that was already televised in India. They go back and they go, and ah, it's gone. You know, it's, they had to reconstitute a lot of film by going to, you know, uh, former legislators and government individuals and so on, have them repeat what was reported on because all the reports were gone. This is this is this is a because they can. This is a, a big deal. Now we're going to be talking with Tina Marie, which is a, a close friend of Brandy Vaughn that uh, turned whistleblower. We're going to hear her story real quick. Tim Pachot's on. He's going to hang out a little bit. Good friend. And he talked to Tina Marie last night. So if we miss anything, he's going to help us and include. So I, I want to learn the risk is a U.S.-based nonprofit organization and a powerful force for educating people worldwide on the dangers of pharmaceutical products, including vaccines and unnecessary medical treatments that are literally killing us. Learn the Risk was founded by a former pharmaceutical insider, Brandy Vaughn, an ex-Merck sales executive who never meant to take on the world's most powerful industry. But she felt she had no choice when the industry's agenda to keep us all sick began to spiral out of control. Brandy saw the corruption from the inside when she sold a drug, Vioxx, that was literally killing thousands of people. Now she exposes the truth behind the health care system and empowers people to take control of their health and make changes naturally. Now what do they do? At Learn the Risk, we realize that nothing will change with the system until more people understand the harm it is doing to our health. We are dedicated to educating and empowering people to step outside the system that profits off keeping us sick. Then change will follow. We believe action is more important than words. We focus on educating and motivating people to find real health, those who then take to the streets to educate others and save lives. And then how do they do this? You know, it's at, you know, it, 
It's uh, billboards everywhere, millions of people get to see. And then I knew of her existence. I remember when she started doing the whistleblowing and it made the headlines. But uh, learntherisk.org was a big enough threat, and she's dead. So someone that knew her, Tina Marie. Tina, give um, your uh, background and how you know Brandy, and then let's, let's talk about the work that she's done and why she was a target. Will you please? Uh, okay. Um, Brandy and I met in California during SB 277 when they were trying to remove um, the vaccine exemptions for the kids to go to school. And I had never dabbled in politics before then because I always, out of the gate, thought, it was, I just didn't trust politicians and didn't want to beg for my rights. But when that came up, my kids were in school, and so I jumped into the game. And uh, through going up to state capitol and going to a lot of events up there, I ended up hearing about Brandy. And then through online circles, I started to see her speaking out about controlled opposition within the movement. And that caught my attention because I was already, for the few years, I'd already been frustrated because if I was speaking out, there were certain people within the movement online that would tell us, oh, don't, don't talk about the ingredients or don't say it's poison, don't say that they're toxic, just tell, we just want choice, we just want the choice. And I would think, you know, no matter what, I'm going to protect my kids, like I would pull them out of school if I need to. But all kids deserve to be protected. All parents should have the truth and be able to make an educated decision to not <laughs> vaccinate their kids, not poison their kids. And so I, oh, I was already suspicious within the movement. It didn't make sense to me that if I knew this knowledge, why are people trying to um, water down the message? And then Brandy started to speak out um, in the different freedom movement groups and was actually calling out some of what she saw as controlled opposition and was explaining why she believed it to be controlled opposition from the tactics she was taught uh, within when she was working for pharma. And it resonated with me as truth, what she was saying. Um, and I started to back her up online. So online, we kind of had a relationship before I met her in person. Then they were going to, they wanted in all the different states to have a rally for, um, for, Fourth of July that year, and nobody was stepping up to the plate in the Bay Area. So my friend Tessa convinced me we needed to take it on, and so we were going to do a rally at the Golden Gate Bridge. And then Brandy found out we were running that one, and she reached out to me and asked if she could sponsor it and help us get speakers. And I welcomed her stepping in and helping because it was the first rally I was about to put on. And that's when her and I met. So it was July 2015 is when we first met in person. And we immediately became really close friends. Um, her death, suspicious to say the least. I mean, you know, expected coming. She knew something was up. Why was she so concerned about her safety at this time? You know, what was going on? Yeah, so back then, it's um, so after she started to speak out and speak out about controlled opposition within the movement, um, she she was at one point she ended up having the house broken into. Uh, that was all during that time period of fighting, you know, against SB two seven seven. 
uh, someone had broke in and didn't take anything, but um, basically it was like an intimidation uh, factor where they were moved her laptop from its hiding place into the middle of the kitchen. And she had security at the time. They managed to bypass security codes. Um, they left a little chair by one of her windows, the only window that had blinds open, as if to say, you know, we're watching you. Uh, she used to, in talks and interviews, she often would say she felt like a sitting duck. And they left a big duck statue in um, the backyard of her house. I remember one time she was she FaceTimed me and she was freaked out because she was in a parking lot. And when she went back to her car, there was a playbill from a play, you know, that details the, the play, you know, going to a different play or whatever. Um, and the playbill was, I can't remember the name of the play now, but it, the cover of it had a noose on it. And I said to her, well, does anyone else have that? Or do the other cars have one? I'm thinking, well, maybe someone was just advertising that play. And she said, no, hers was the only car. And it was tucked into her door handle, a playbill, a playbill with a noose on it. And so there's just always, you know, intimidation things that were going on to, you know, did it try ramp to up towards the fear end? her. Did, did it ramp up? I mean, was it, you know, being more prominent lately or what? So it, it so she lately, so she had accounts attacked. Her website, you know, has been attacked in the past. But then she moved away for a couple of years and went to, she actually, after the house was broken into, she moved it. She never slept there again. She was too scared to be there. And she uh, ended up renting it out for a while. And then she eventually sold the house and moved to Europe, which is where uh, her son was hey, we'll born in Europe. Europe. And uh, we'll come in right back. Four minutes more with Tina Marie, Tempachoke, Bob Anderson, Judy Mike events next hour. Roll. You know, one, show, one so. thing, you know, that uh, you can help with since you talked to her and we got all these breaks. Um, uh, what was the one thing that really stuck out in your conversation yesterday? You should bring that up. Any one thing kind of the one thing Well, we left uh, with Brandy in Europe and having a child. Is there was there a father involved in their life or that was just not and she just state or he didn't want to be around i mean how that do we need to get into that tina um i just would prefer to be more careful around that <laughs> well i'm just wondering if he's vulnerable i can touch then, on it and then uh and the yeah, child uh, no no all right so this is and how old was brandy when she died 44 she'd be turning 45 in March. Okay, so she wanted. I mean, kid. Tina, do you want to get into what her what her son's dream was and what what they were doing on the way to Thanksgiving when they come back from break? Would you want to me to finish Europe? <laughs> yeah, I guess finish Europe too. But yeah, I can get into that too. You know what I'll do is we'll do the Europe thing, and then uh, when you know there's a appropriate time for me to ask, I'll just have Tim. You know, uh, I'll ask you that very question on air. You know, what was uh, something that you know, was it an interest that struck you, and then you bring that up, okay? I should well, probably just go Tim across had, the room. I should probably just go across the room and grab my list of questions from yesterday. Tim, you had a good your addition adding, you know, the about the Merck stuff coming, re, the Viox resurfacing is probably good for you to add. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'll bring that up. Well, go ahead. We'll do the um, you know Thanksgiving dream thing, and then the Viox, you know, coming out right after her death and that kind of stuff. All right, 
We're coming back in just a few seconds. Here we go. Enjoy incredible store-wide savings. Doyle Redland for The Onion Radio News, online at theonion.com. This is The Onion News Network. What's up next? Visit the Liberty Radio Network program guide to find out at shows.lrn.fm. That's shows.lrn.fm. To be a part of the show, call 602-264-2800. 602-264-2800. And now, Ernest Hancock. And Tina Marie, learntherisk.org. Next hour, we're going to overlap a little bit with Dr. Judy Mikovich. She's going to get us all caught up. And we have Tim Pachote hanging out because he talked to Tina Marie last night for a show that he's yet to put up. And, Bob, as always, Bob Anderson and Donna. All right. So what um, uh, we left off where Brandy was in Europe. She, I don't know, escaped, uh, did some activism, took a break. What was Europe about? Well, Brandy doesn't take breaks. <laughs> but she moved. She That's where her son was born. Um and so she moved back to Europe to get away from, you know, she just felt like a target in she the States. Europe? And she was worried about her son Is she um, from Europe? being in Is the States where she's from? there. You said she moved back to Europe. Is that, is that where she's from? Is she from Europe? She's from the States, but her son was born in Europe. All right, all right. And so she ended up back there. She, the family over there on the sun side is in France, but she didn't want to be in France because they have very strict vaccine laws. They don't have as many vaccines, but they're pretty strict about the vaccines. So instead she moved to Barcelona, Spain. Um, she just, they weren't feeling at home there. She felt like her um, son was, you know, he just wasn't as happy there as he was when they were in the States. And so they, I think they were there two or three years. And then she ended up moving back and moved to Sausalito. Um, I think there was one other move in between. And then she ended up just back, this is past March, is when she moved back to Santa Barbara because she always loved Santa Barbara. That felt like home to her. So she wasn't... Um, she wasn't there that long, I, you know, the, I, but that's where she was when all of the intimidation was really at its heaviest. So, you know, it's just kind of well, Vioxx, it was incidental you know, that that's why, why, you know, how did Vioxx become a, um, a transition into vaccinations for children and so on? And the, learn the risk while she was in Europe, was she developing learn the risk? Was that? earlier was she continuing it you know when did that really and her motivation for making this organization such a threat to the pharma that started when when sb277 struck in california that's when she really she knew about vaccines already then because she you know when she was living in europe and had her son they nobody really bugged about vaccines there she had a midwife it was a home birth and she kind of questioned the midwife about vaccines and the midwife was like well he's healthy like we don't really need to talk about that and so then when she moved back to the states that's when she started to get pressured to vaccinate her son and um, when she asked the doctor for the vaccine insert he got angry with her and she said look i used to sell pharmaceuticals to people just like you and i know how this works and there's no way i'm giving anything to my son until i have a you know i know what the ingredients are and i've thoroughly researched it for myself 
which she did and then chose not to vaccinate. And until SB 277 struck, you know, she just, she was just living life and not really concerned Can, about you, it. You um, but SB she really jumped into activism Tina, when Tina, they were Tina, trying to Tina, take her rights. Tina, you, refer, you, you referenced SB 2, uh, whatever, a lot, California, uh, but don't assume the audience knows what that is. Go ahead and tell us what that is. Well, yeah, that, I said that in the earlier part. They're taking away our exemptions for the kids to be able to go to school. So even if if a child um, didn't have even one vaccine, they would have been kicked out of the school system. So it was a very aggressive. And then there was another law that came in right after that one, which basically forced the hand of doctors that they could only write two exemptions a year. So doctors were either afraid to write an exemption and in the early days, and you could only find certain ones that would write them, but then those ones were getting targeted because then they passed another law that they were only allowed two exemptions per year. So they're making it next to impossible to get an exemption in California. Okay. There, there, you know, Tim, when you interviewed uh, Tina, what were some of the things that stuck out that you've yet to publish it? But, you know, what were some of the things that stuck out? Well, I mean, I guess, you know, one of the things is, I mean, when I was doing a little bit of research on Vioxx is they had, I believe it was six, they had 20 different, uh, you know, research articles, you know, proving the efficacy of Vioxx and 16 of them, what I, I believe, I think that was a number where what they did was the lead author on it was a Vioxx employee. And then that, then for the first draft and the second draft, they just removed the, his, his or her name and put on you know some other you know lackey that they paid off and then one of the papers i guess i couldn't find anybody else and the lead author was listed as outside researcher when really it was their own guy and there was all this evidence that the you know they all knew this and brandy i think she was selling biox and then she had saw different internal documents and emails and things saying that they knew it was you know killing people and so she blew the whistle on that and then they also have Another company out there, I believe it's called Stat or something. That's Stat Thor. It's a T H O R M E U Thormu or something. And they, you know, two days after Brandy's death, announced, "Oh, hey, we're going to be, you know, relaunching Biox to, you know, help uh, prevent or, you know, or alleviate the symptoms of X, Y, and Z." And so, and then also you have this a senator who is sort of one of the main guys. Uh, I think his last name was Enzi, and he was the one that sort of was behind helping, you know, pressure Vioxx to get removed. And he's now retiring, too. So, I mean, it's just very coincidental that, you know, you've got, you know, Vioxx making return right as, you know, the number one thorn on their side is taken care of. And then, I mean, it's just, I mean, very, very coincidental. A lot of a lot of things, you know, lining up. And then, I mean, obviously, you know, getting into the immediate calls for, oh, yeah, this was uh, gallbladder, nothing to see here. So maybe if, I mean, there's a lot of different areas to touch on. Uh, well, let me know, ask Tina so that. that that's like, one thing that, you know, to have a, a young woman, I mean, she's, you know, early 40s or whatever, but a uh, nine-year-old child, you know, everything to live for and kind of looking at, yeah, there, there's, they, they don't like it. You know, I don't know, did she even know that Vioxx, two days after her death, they were going to be releasing, you know, that again for other treatments and going to be making some money? You know, there's some money to be made. And Vioxx was a profitable thing for him. Did she know it was re-emerging? I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure if she did. I also, actually, since she's passed, I've had um, a few 
reach out and ask if she'd been asked, I guess there's these lawsuits that are coming up for the past um, Vioxx deaths and that they were thinking that she maybe was asked to testify. She didn't mention it to me, but you know, the ones that were reaching out said that even if she hadn't been asked, she probably was going to be asked. So it's just, there's a lot of coincidental timing with everything. Yeah, they didn't need a, a salesperson for uh, the pharmaceutical company making Vioxx to come out and say hello in a court. That that wouldn't that wouldn't have been to their advantage. So that and early the fines on this were they already got hit with uh, a, a federal level like a nine hundred million dollar nine I think it was nine hundred sixty three million dollar fine and then from a injury standpoint and and uh, you know going out to consumers I believe it was like four point six three billion dollars that they had to pay out or some somewhere in that in that neighborhood. And it's also technically not Vioxx that's making a return. It's it's like the off-brand version of it from another company. So it's not Merck this time. So I just wanted to clear that up. I bet but, they're uh, all buddies. <laughs> yep. You know, I mean, it's the crowd. When we come back, you know, there's uh, let's look to the future. We'll, be, we'll find out with Tina Marie. Have you uh, looked at, uh, you know, the new company coming out? You know, Bob was making the point. They asked probably the same board of directors, you know, um, uh, do you look at ownership on this stuff, Tina Marie? You know, is this something that uh, you, you following the money or who's got what? No, I haven't been looking at that side of it. Um, I've yeah, just been more, the money. you know, trying to figure out what the investigation. Well, you know, I wouldn't. Yeah, you know, I want to get to the future, but um, I also want to. Uh, has there been any kind of determination of death? I mean, do they know, or are they just claiming something, or is the family buying it? What? So out of the gate, there were people within the movement uh, that were reaching out to me um, that were pushing the gallbladder story and an autopsy, you know, there's still, there's no formal results from that autopsy yet that have come out. Uh, But they immediately were trying to say, oh, no, it's just your gallbladder. And I was fundraising, you know, from day one or two. um, And gallbladder thing, my father had his gallbladder burst. And he, you know, was in pain for a while. But it wasn't like all of a sudden you die. It's a very painful thing. But, right. you know, it's not something you you right. just die from. She wasn't complaining of any pain, was she? No, and she was just with me nine days before for Thanksgiving. She had Thanksgiving Thanksgiving dinner. We played cards and you know, had drinks. Didn't drink much, but I think she had a glass of wine and... We, she was with me for three days, two nights, and not one complaint of pain. Okay, Never let's talk, let's talk, let's talk about that, the diagnosis of this a little bit. I just want to touch on that so people know, because they're going to wonder and ask, you know, what she died from. So we'll go ahead and do that real quick. And then um, uh, I'm looking for, you know, the, the, the future. One of the things, of course, we'll talk about, you know the fundraising efforts to you know to do an investigation. You know, so we'll we'll talk about that a little bit. What was the thing, Tim, that you were talking about that uh, Thanksgiving uh, dream or something? The son had what? Yeah, I mean, basically, the the son had a dream of going across the country in an RV. Believe it or not, and so right before uh, Brandy passed away, they had rented an RV and gone to Tina's house. And uh, they were even thinking about, you know, extending the trip. And so, 
you know, I just, you know, we talk a lot about RVs, and, and here it was, her nine-year-old son's, uh, you know, wish was to travel the country in an RV. So, you know, that's just uh, open sky, man, the freedom of I, I not being encumbered by. There's there's something that I feel everything closing in on everybody. I mean, I kind of, you know, feel a little bit, you know, less pressure other than freaking internet connections. God dang it, man. That's just... <laughs> So it's. Um, I mean, I mean, if you had some, if you had some slides in that in that bad boy and the love bus, then you'd feel less closed in. I'd, I know, I know, I know. If I had some slides. You know, it uh, Luke's. Um, you know, pop out man is pretty pimp. Yeah. And then I've seen some of these. They got double pop outs on the side. I'm like, holy crap! Like Bob's son has a triple axle fifth wheel of oh my god! Has I'm literally a door a glass door. To his garage. I mean, it's ridiculous. But, uh, all right, we're coming back. Hold on. Roads? It's the Ernest Hancock Show. Where we're going, there aren't any roads. Yeah, I've, been to, I've already been to the future. I got, I got uh, you know, back to the future levitation for my bus. I don't need no stinking roads. Doc, Mr. Fusion, that's coming. Okay, one thing that I wanted to make sure that we uh, um, uh, bring up here is that there is a death, a woman, the son, and even just a week before, you know, he has a dream. He wants to go across America in an RV, so they, they did. They went and visited Tina Marie. You know, they're traveling across the country. There was no complaint. My father had, you know, he's got a, had a before he passed away years ago, decades ago, he had a zipper from, like, his navel to his sternum. Uh, where his gallbladder had uh, burned. He always complained of pain. My dad just, he just sucked it up and never went to the doctor. He just asked, screw him. They'll find something wrong. But he um, had his uh, gallbladder had burst several times. And they had to disembowel him to, you know, get all the scar tissue out and everything to remove his gallbladder. That's what the problem was. Well, he just sucked it up, I guess. Well, um, that was a lot of pain over a lot of period of time or something, but he had his gallbladder explode and he didn't die. You know, there wasn't anything about, you know, that being a problem. But now we have this young woman, Brandy. She's there with her son. She's visiting Tina Marie. No complaints of pain or anything. Oh, gallbladder. She died from the gut. You know, who the heck made that up? Where did, where did that even originate from, Tina, that somebody would say it was a gallbladder thing? Um, so there were people in the movement that started pushing that out immediately to me and trying to, but I knew she wanted to have an investigation if she were to have an untimely death. Um, I guess she had texted, um, apparently these, these texts leaked into the movement quickly, uh, that she had set up an appointment because with a naturopathic doctor for her gallbladder. Yet her naturopathic doctor saw what was going on online and actually reached out to us and said, no, I saw her four weeks before. She had no ongoing gallbladder issue. So there's something really fishy surrounding the gallbladder story. Her family in France did tell me that she had a, a, she was complaining that her stomach was a bit sore um, while she was doing a FaceTime call. But they did say like she was still, you know, showing the animals and talking about her son and talking about her trip to to Arizona for Thanksgiving. So she had complained of some pain, but it was nothing that, you know, it wasn't stopped. She wasn't bedridden from it. So the gallbladder story, um, it was being pushed hard. 
uh, I was starting to do fundraising efforts and I was being told by people within the movement that weren't close to her, they were telling me that I needed to change the fundraising to be just for her son or leaders in the movement will not, and they listed out who, will not support the fundraising. And I, I kept saying, no, this, this fundraiser is all encompassing. It's including her son, but it's also including for an investigation, a second autopsy, like keeping, learn the risk afloat. And they just kept pressuring me. And eventually I ended up blocking all these people because I realized like these are not, I knew that these are people that Brandy didn't trust. And I was getting really suspicious as to you know what they were up to, you know, pushing this gallbladder narrative so quickly trying to shut down, and they actually did shut down my fundraising efforts. I had uh, GoFundMe up to $60,000, and they reported it so much that it eventually um, just disappeared, and it hasn't even fully refunded everybody. I guess you have to uh, request your refund, or GoFundMe doesn't send it out, um, which seems criminal Bastards. in itself. God. So, yeah, it's been... Um, I, I can't say exactly who started the gallbladder well, let's, thing. Let's I, talk about it in general, because this is something that we need to understand. The um, controlled opposition is a thing. You know, it, it's definitely, we, mm-hmm. we we recognize in the movement, a lot of guys are coming to me, and they go, yeah, you ever have this happen or this happen or this happen? Of course. I go, you know, they're always the first. They, they show up first. They're the last to leave. And they always want to help you with your computer uh, finances or secretary work. I mean, you know, that's just that's just how how it works. You know, so I'm I'm I. What kind of infiltration do you think there is in the movement? How many you know uh, organizations are really there to surveil or or to cause problems or you know the their pharma? I mean, you know, what, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think in the freedom health. Uh, the, the you know freedom movement health movement I think that it's a cesspool of it at, at every level and then I think there's people that don't even realize that they're aligning with it that are you know innocently trying to do good work but they're aligning with the wrong people um, they and for some reason they don't have critical thinking skills when it comes to this but right now it's starting to really expose that because anyone that knew Brandy and knew the platform that she, you know, stood on, knows and knew what she wanted in case, because she, a year ago, she actually posted on Facebook that it was, it was to the month, I think it was December 1st, 2019, she did a write-up um, that if she were to have an untimely death, she listed out what she would want to happen. And on there, she said that she had a close, you know, knit circle of friends that would start a GoFundMe and would push for a full investigation and she said you know i'm not suicidal i have no health issues so she she laid it out exactly what she wanted so these people that are pushing a narrative it makes it to me pretty crystal clear who you can trust and who you can't if they're not supporting you know those that brandy trusted to do a fundraiser and to look after her affairs the ones that are trying to push their own agenda there you can see it like anyone that's paying attention to the movement can see who's pushing that gallbladder narrative and who's trying to actually honor brandy's wishes the son how um who do you wind up with and how and is it relatives friend what will happen so um he is with a friend that's she's known a long time local in santa barbara 
not someone though that you know is a close friend not someone that aligned with the same beliefs as her in any of what we're you know talking about with medical freedom um so she's going to run the kid right over and get fully vaccinated she's going to run right over and get that child fully vaccinated or what i i don't think so i think she will respect that I, i just don't know that she would fully defend that and it's a temporary situation um the fam- that no one can find a will. Um, she has Brandy over the years always would ask me if I anything ever happened to her. Will you raise my son? And I would say of course. And she did say it again um, nine days before her death when she was leaving my house again. And she actually said it you know in front of my friend. In, sorry, in front of my children. Um, she asked again, will if anything happens to me? And I said, Brandy, you ask me this all the time. Of course I will. And then she's like, yeah, that she need to get it on paper. So I don't know if that ever happened. Uh, there is family on the his dad's side uh, that he got to know when he was in Europe that they would like him, but there's just a lot of complications. And right now he's, you know, basically through, he's within the system and he has a placement with her friend. Um, but, you know, I don't and I don't situation. want, you know, of all this, I don't want the, the child to be totally forgotten, but uh, there's there's a lot of things. To have someone as prominent as her in the movement, and then all of a sudden it's in California, and boom, he gets fully vaccinated, and, you know, Lord forbid, you know, something happened. I just, that's just, you know, if I was Big Pharma, I wouldn't vaccinate the kid, man. I, I don't need that drama. You know, <laughs> they just, you know, leave I know. Alone. Well, I, and that's what I'm worried about all the way around. I'm worried about him being there um, with that issue. And if it, because if it takes too long for his, you know, permanent placement, um, I worry about it in California and I worry about it actually in France as well because their laws are so strict. And I would love to honor her wishes, but, you know, without a will, it just makes everything really complicated. And yeah. I'm just going to, you know, make sure I'm keeping a handle on it and doing what I can to try to protect her wishes along the way. You know, the one thing before we hit the break real quick, Tim, I'm wondering, uh, Big Pharma, with all this going on, their their uh, stock going up. I mean, are they, you know, man, we need to be in, they're winning, need to invest in a bunch of Big Pharma. I mean, how's that going? Well, some of Big Pharma, what they're doing is they're making these big announcements of having, you know, these, you know, breakthrough mRNA, you know, vaccines with uh, coronavirus. And then they make these big announcements and their stock price goes up. And then we find out, you know, the announcement was timed with a plan to release sell from the CEO to sell Crimes 60% of, the of their like shares. I forgot who that I think that was Moderna. Not a, I think, you know, and then it's, there's been so many big whistleblowers and things that have come out and think like one of the former top guys at Pfizer was was even saying how crazy this vaccine is but yeah they're they're pumping out the news and then and then timing this news to coincide with their own stock sales which you know since but the thing is if you are the CEO and you let's say you have to say it three months beforehand you know telegraph that you're making a sale and then you just happen to make an announcement you know right before you make a sale and then you may so you can sort of control that I mean I don't know if that's actually illegal but it's you know, if if they really believed in their company, would they be selling sixty percent of their stock right off right out of the gates? I you know I, I have no idea you know how they what's their motivation. You know this is it's just it's it's not you know because they love us. I can guarantee you that. You know the they're probably um, not they're probably not going and buying Bitcoin with it. I don't know. Maybe they are. <laughs> you know yeah. 
this is um, the pharmaceutical industry is um, it's not even really an American you know companies or an idea it's it's interplanet so when they do stock sales for a pharma in the United States um, do they have to be US companies you know can you be a or a multinational subsidiary you know uh, corporation that you know sells on multiple stock exchanges or you have different you know uh, companies that you're I mean how does that work uh, the skip to the end answer is yes. And so, I mean, most of the corporations on the S&P 500 are big multinational, you know, Irish, Dutch sandwich of, you know, doing all sorts of different tax schemes, which, you know, fine to me, go, I mean, that's what the rules are. But, you know, whenever, when, every time they want to, you know, raise taxes on people, it's always on, you know, the middle class because the really elite have people like me and other people that are even smarter than me to, uh, you know, help them legally avoid taxes because the ultra-rich are the ones who write the tax rules, which is why we do things like the charitable giving strategies, you know, quick plug on, on some of the things we're doing over here. And, you know, Bitcoin's almost 24000 right now. But, uh, yeah, the quick answer to that is, yeah, I mean, you can be listed on multiple different exchanges. And, uh, and, and yeah, I mean, it's actually, I mean, a lot of the pharmaceutical industry in America actually, you know, goes back to Germany. I'm not saying Merck does, but, you know, you've got companies like Bayer who then got, you know, who before that were IG Farben, which IG Farben was the company that made the gas to kill the Jews. And then you had, and then basically, you know, the company that was keeping track of the people that made the gas to kill the Jews were IBM. And then, you know, IBM is, you know, Dr. Thomas Watson, who gave all his money to the Nazis. Hitler then created his own special award for him called the Double Iron Eagle Cross, which was like their version of the Medal of Honor. He created that for him to be the highest award you could give out. And then now if you want to go to the, uh, the VA's healthcare system, it's called the, uh, you know, the Watson supercomputer. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, Bill Gates' mother was the head of, and not the head of, she was on the board of directors of IBM in 1978, when you know she basically allowed her son to steal Microsoft technology from this guy Gary Kurdal, and basically Bill Gates, the short version of the story is he went and bought a pirated version of Gary's software, licensed it out to IBM, which his mother was on the board of directors of. I mean, all this stuff here you know, comes back around full circle, and then and then now Bear ends up getting you know uh, you know end up you know merging with Monsanto. So I mean, it's just all these companies are like the worst people in the world. And uh, it's they literally trace back. I mean, a lot of these companies trace back to Nazi roots. I think James Corbett has done a lot about how World yeah, War no, II they was trace back to the, a, a, a mindset, a sociopathic thing. All right, here we're coming back. Cook. I wasted all that good stuff in the break. You're listening yeah. to the best liberty-oriented well, audio stream around the clock on the air and on, online. Right this is the Liberty Radio Network at LRN.FM. It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. And other independence declaring kind of individuals. Robert Anderson, Tim Pachote, Tina Marie, Donna, Dr. Judy Mikovits, big independence declarer coming on the next hour. And, you know, uh, we were in the break and Tim was, you know, ranting a bunch of good stuff. He's like, damn it. All right, so skip to the end. We were talking about the finances of the, it's in the archive, but I, it was the finances of Big Pharma is, it's a, you know, the largest lobbying firm, I thought, you know, oil might be or energy. Uh, pharma, man, it, it got them whipped. And then, you know, there's international public offerings of all. When oil is involved Oil is involved in pharma, so, I mean, it's sort of like a one-two punch there. So, Yeah, because, you know, pharmaceuticals are made from petroleum. 
You know, a lot of them. You know, there it used to be. I, I, and Rockefeller, yeah, and Rockefeller had taken over the healthcare system, and Rockefeller was one behind Standard Oil, so and taking over the education system. You know, the one thing I got to ask Tina this: Tina, have you watched uh, James Corbett's uh, Bill Gates series? No, I haven't. Oh, my God! Okay, um, JamesCorbett.com. You go to James James. No, it's got no. It's CorbettReport.com, CorbettReport.com/slash/Gates. It's a four-part series. Beats the living crap out of that whole family for a long time, and Big Pharma, and what they're doing, and why, and how. CorbettReport.com forward slash Gates. It, it's it's infamous, you know, to pharma man. They, he just beat the crap out of them. And he does a lot of great uh, documentaries. He has a lot of stuff, but he really focused, you know, for months yeah. on Gates. I always share his Rockefeller medicine one. Yeah. Going into how they took over the allopathic medicine. Well, this is um, how big oil conquered the world and then why big oil conquered the world. And it all overlaps. And this is what Tim's talking about is that. We're. I'm thinking that we're starting to see, and it's only been in the last few years since the uh, the 16 campaign with uh, Dr. Frank. Uh, tomorrow we'll have the Trump report. We'll be doing that, and Dr. Frank, you know, recognized that um, the sociopathic, you know, uh, 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 sociopath and uh, psychopathic nature of these people. And how to recognize it. And I'm going, wow, that's what we've been up against all the I've known these people. I go, something's wrong with them. There is. They have no empathy. They don't care if they kill a gazillion little children as long as they make a bunch of money or serve their masters. And if they're not psychopaths themselves, they're weak inside and they're like vampire familiars. I mean, they're like the guys that go around in the daytime and, you know, do the stuff of their masters kind of deal. And I'm going... This is what we're really up against. And I ask, you know, Tim first real quick, and then you, Tina. Um, what do you think we're up against? What is it a personality trait? It's a, a corporation, a religion, an evil something? What, what is it that we're facing? I mean, I mean, a lot of different directions I can take this one. Uh, I mean, basically, you've got... I mean, you asked about advertising before the lobbyists. I mean, you, I mean, I don't watch any mainstream news and actually don't have cable anymore. But, uh, I mean, it, when I was watching cable to spot check things, I mean, it's nothing but pharma ads. So, I mean, they might as well be the biggest lobbyists because they're conditioning people to, I mean, everybody's been brainwashed. Everybody's been conditioned for the most part and to, you know, accept certain outcomes. And they've used a lot of, you know, Bernays, which was, you know, I mean, obviously I know who you know who it is, but, you know, he's the godfather of propaganda and marketing. And so, you know, this was a major marketing rollout to get the whole pandemic started and get the coronavirus, you know, vaccine, uh, you know, rollout over here, like it's the iPhone or something. And so you can see all the conditioning that's going on. But, you know, I think it's a battle for the will and battle for the soul and battle for the mind. And that's why they want to mess you up on pharmaceuticals and mess up your pineal gland so you can't get into higher, you know, spiritual realms. And they want to, you know, keep you looking at, you know, these different political football issues that, you know, basically mean nothing. I mean, the fact that 
you know, I come from the, you know, the Federal Reserve activist side of things. And the fact that we have to borrow our own money into ex existence, basically the short version of that means that we are slaves because we have to pay interest on something that never existed to begin with and you can never pay off the debt. So we are slaves. And now we see people that are even, you know, America, you know, freedom guys that are walking around with masks on, you know, uh, you know, too afraid not to, you know, walk into a store without a mask. And yet these are sometimes the same guys who are like, oh, yeah, and if anyone ever comes over here and we'll be getting our AR-15s and doing something, like, you know what? I'm, I'm not really holding out my breath right. if, uh, you know, these guys can't even walk into a store without a mask on and then they think they're going to be, you know, at the Alamo or something. And so, you know, unfortunately, it's, I mean, and then, that, you know, obviously we've got, you know, as you like to point it out, the, uh, you know, the pointy-eared, uh, blood-dripping thing people who, you know, with their adrenochrome and all the sorts of other things. And, and uh, you know, they sort of, you know, get off on all this stuff. And they, you know, and they also get off on the fact that they can write books detailing what they're going to do, you know, whether it's, you know, Carol Quigley's Tragedy and Hope or whether it's, you know, Klaus Schwab's new book where they just lay it out. And, you know, you can have Bill Gates on video talking about, oh, hey, and by the way, we need to get the population, we need to get CO2 down to zero. And this isn't like a, this isn't like a, you know, a 11-foot bridge and you've got a, you know, 11 foot truck and you've got to, you know, have it lower a foot or two. This is, you've got to get it down to zero. And so it's absolute crazy talk. And then he, and then he went on to say something else about, you know, and the good way to help reduce the population is, you know, through the vaccines and the healthcare system and the food systems. And well, I mean, Bill Gates is the major owner in Monsanto, which is now Bayer. I mean, he's obviously you know, a guy behind a lot of the vaccines. Yeah. Well, let's he's talk, also, let's just give Marie, uh, uh, Tina Marie on this. Tina, you, you hear what uh, Tim's saying. Yeah, take care of Yoshi, man. You know, um, you, you hear uh, Tim talking about um, the evil that they're doing and the, you know, the, the stuff that's coming. Does that cross your radar screen? Do you think they're just, it, it, it's written off the greed? You know, are they just evil? Is there some, they don't care? Or there's some agenda? I mean, are you starting to come around to that kind of thinking or does it cross your radar screen at all? Well, yeah, I've always, I mean, early into jumping into the rabbit hole, I feel like it is spiritual warfare for sure. And, you know, with all the vaccines and pharma drugs, as Tim was saying, with the pineal gland, people have lost their um, sense of, they have a lack of intuition. Mothers are losing uh, mother's instinct. And it's all by design. I mean, between the programming on tele television, television programming of the mind, um, the, you know, the pharmaceutical assault people are just i mean it's literally like being thrown into a, a zombie movie they're not able to process what's going on anymore they've lost touch with reality they've lost touch with nature the laws of nature um yeah i think it's at the deep roots i think it's spiritual warfare and the solution is what i mean you know i of course they'll they'll always offer up the solution you know, they have the, you know, the United States Church of Get Your Mind Right. I mean, you know, they're, they're, you know so what do you think uh, we should be doing? Right, first thing, I tell you, I put this out there. Get your kids out of government schools. That's the first thing. Yeah. You know? But um, uh, what do you think uh, should be done? I think we need to get back to nature, you know, back to, we need to step back in time and start growing our own food again. Shut those televisions off. Chuck them out the door. Uh, get the kids out of the government schooling and, you know, start living and um, getting your news from community. Like, I think, you know, when the government started to say we needed to social distance, 
that immediately was to me a tip off that we need to be connecting with people more. So this past year, I've been to more gatherings, I've traveled more, and I've met more people because I knew that when the government is telling us to cut ourselves off from others and socially distance, that it's more important than ever that we connect with other people. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're, you know, it's a divide and conquer thing. You know, there is a, well. an attack on um, faith at all in a supreme being or any, I, I think, but that's not really what I think that they're worried about. They'd love it to be a, you know, supreme being of big brother, but um, it's um, that the state is not God. And that the family, you know, a mom and dad can raise the children, and it doesn't take a village to force inoculate my kid, you know. I mean, it's, it's, I, I can see what they're doing. They see um, faith at all, but I think it's the family unit. I mean, just, just uh, mom and dad and children and, you know, grandparents and extended fam. that is the threat. And Christmas is canceled, because Christmas is canceled. Can't have Christmas. So I'm, I, there's, it's definitely, we're up against evil. And if you've ever read the Bible straight through, I have a couple times just because, you know, I was a young man just to, you know, say I did. And I can see the evil that they're talking about. It is, it's this. You know, the evil is evil people. You know, it, it's people without empathy. It's people that don't care to whatever, can they maintain, enhance, and expand the intrusiveness and control over the individual for their benefit? I don't know. Can they? Well, then they are. we got to stop them, and they're going to keep doing it until they can't. Now, stay tuned. Dr. Judy Mikevitz is going to explain us to it and get us all up to date when we come back in the next hour in just a little bit. Get there right there. Okay, we uh, come in at six after. What? Oh, Judy is on there. Yeah, I just okay. yeah I've been hanging out here for a while. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, hold on. Let me. Okay, your volume is way up. All right, let's go ahead and. Um. Okay. I, yeah. I can take the headphone off. No, you sound clear. It sounds good. I'm just wondering because okay. everybody else is so low. I can turn it down. Yeah, turn the volume, the mic up volume down because you're blowing it up. Okay, how's that? Any better? Yeah, a little bit more. Okay. Yeah, because you get excited, man. It's going to get ugly. You know, my ears will bleed. <laughs> okay. Uh, that, all right, Tina, uh, count the five for me, will you please? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, turn yourself down just a little bit more, Judy. A little bit more? Yeah. Okay. How's that? It's still hot. You know, the microphone, wow. there's a volume slide or something on your <laughs> microphone. You need to bring it down. Yeah, I got a new mixer board because we were having problem, whatever, and... Spend it all last night trying to get everything. Man, it's a thing. But I'm just using the computer. Is this easier? Okay, well, now you need to bring it up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> How's that? Okay, go ahead and count okay. to five. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Bring me down. 
See, that's one thing is when we go back on air, the settings all change. You know, it's just it's a pain in the ass, especially when we're doing a bunch of people on the same line. Um, do you have you ever talked to Tim Pachote, the Liberty Advisor? He just interviewed Tina yeah. uh, Marie last night. And oh yeah, that's right. You guys have talked, right, Tim? I mean, so I had Dr. Judy, and I interviewed her right before Plandemic came out, about two weeks before. And uh, a certain person, <clears throat> Luke Radowski, uh, was basically swallowing the Fauci line and everything and wouldn't let us release the interview. And so uh, I just basically decided to stop working. That's one of the major factors of why I stopped working with Luke Radowski is because if you're not with somebody, you know, at Super Bowl time when it's the most important time to be, you know, exposing this stuff, then, you know, what good are you? And so, uh, I, so I did release that on library and on, on Josh's uh, channel, but I'm actually, I, and during Tina's interview yesterday, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to go release the interview on YouTube, and if they take me down, they take me down. Uh, so, hi, Dr. Judy. <laughs> and I, I do apologize for uh, for Luke, you know, uh, you know, I, I was so basically so embarrassed the entire time on that interview, because he was not having it at all and he's like you know you're never i'm never allowing you to get another guest ever again because of you know who you're bringing on and meanwhile now he's acting like he's been against the lockdown the entire time when i've got 100 videos of him <coughs> saying otherwise yeah so. i'll tell you what happened uh we had we were at a festival in into june and uh luke goes a lot and uh he and his, one of his girlfriends came by and said yo what's up and uh i've known luke for a long time since he was a kid in the 9-11 thing and um he kind of got inspired. i was there too i saw him too yeah, yeah 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 and tim was there and he got inspired by the bus you know the, he's like yeah we can do yeah you know this is a thing we can do you, know, you get internet and um so what he did is he went ahead and uh got a fifth wheel and moved out of Brooklyn, got in it, and... He moved out of his parents' house at 34 years old. Right. And uh, uh, went on the road, and he, the one of our good friends, Jay Noon, that is has um, been working on the bus with us you know, for months, uh, he gets up there with it, hey, well, help me, and install my solar. And, do it. and as he was up there, he started learning to shoot, you know, a weld. We, you know, put, you know, a... a, a power screwdriver in his hand for the first time you know he actually sawed something and you know shot some guns but as time went on over a few months he manned up you know i mean it just got it was he was in a toxic environment and by spending all the time on the social media you can see people how they're messed up in the head is directly correlated to how much time they spend on facebook i'm just like what the hell and i'm and i just get on his ass and i'm going look man you need to freaking, you know, get detoxed in your brain. And uh, so now he's in a, a lot better position. But at the time, he was, and we'd make fun of him. I mean, he was drinking the Kool-Aid, man. We're all going to die from. And uh, But he was in New York and, you know, uh, on social media a lot and all the propaganda that was going on along with that. But once he got out, he finally did, you know, videos on he broke up with the city or something. And um, I bet he would be a lot. I mean, he was in New York now. for nine. He was in New York for nine eleven too. I mean, it didn't stop him from exposing nine eleven truth. So, I mean, if you're in the belly of the beast and you know all this stuff, I just don't know how. I mean, he's listening to Dr. Kyle Varner. He's listening to Chris Martinson and all these other guys. Which now Chris Martinson has come back around. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's listening to all these other people saying, "Oh, it's going to be four and five percent death rate." And we had Dr. Judy on where she was saying, "No, this is a, really a bad flu." And 
basically nailing it, you know, completely super early days of all this stuff. Right, and and it's interesting because Mickey Willis had the same experience as, as you might know, um, being at 9-11 and seeing that, and so he went the other way when yes. he made the movie, and I didn't know his experience until after he finished making the movie, and he did that interview on freedomplatform.tv with Brian Rose on August 19th, the day after part two came out. And he talked about his experience with 911. So you're right. When you, when you see the truth all, all then, you know, you're really obligated to say it and, and kind of realize these guys don't, they don't change their stripes. You know, yeah, that's they're one bad, thing. They're bad and they've been bad forever, so he should have known. <clears throat> yeah, that's one thing. I, I wanted to start this off this conversation. Can you hang this next hour, Tim? Are you going to hang out and do your work in the background, or what? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just doing some. I'm just doing some work in the in the background. But uh, real quickly, Doc, Dr. Judy. So I'm a, a part of something called, and Ernie's been on it too, called Union of the Unwanted. So it's a lot of us that have been kicked off of YouTube, and there. I'm one of the smallest guys on it, but there's a lot of really big time alternative media people on there, and I've been asked to to try to get you on. Uh, it's usually every other Monday at seven o'clock Eastern, and so oh, they want to do her Brian on Booker the and a couple other. But it's a lot of the you know major influencers uh, and somehow me snuck in there. But a lot of uh, you know big time people are on there, and we'd love to have you on there as as a guest, and also Tina as as well. And and they've they've actually they've asked me to to try to get you on because they knew that. I yeah, I encourage you, you to do it, Judy. These so. are a lot of the you know I, I know what'll happen. About a gazillion shows will come out of it. You know these guys will you know want all your information. So uh, you think you can make yourself available? Sure, no problem. Well, go ahead. But, yeah, I mean, usually there's like it's like a Zoom call with like usually like 20 different influencers, and you would probably be obviously like the main person that they would that they would have on. And, and last week we had uh, you know a lot of different people from the medical freedom uh, movement that were on, and and I I, I went on to basically make a plug. All for, right, here we're, for we're coming in and, and talk about what happened to her. Coming in, coming in, coming in. Here we go. Okay, sure. And now, live from the studios of Freedoms Phoenix. Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines and after a century of war i remember that which matters most we are still here let us make them remember we are not Here on Declare Your Independence with me, Ernest Hancock, here in the western, west of Phoenix, desert of. You know, we're talking with Dr. Judy Mikovich. She's going to get us all caught up on stuff. But, you know, Tina Marie from uh, LearnTheRisk.org. And that's what she's a supporter. You know, she was a supporter of Brandy. Brandy Vaughn was the one that really uh, got LearnTheRisk.org going. And Tina Marie just wants to make sure her friend's wishes get honored. You know, Tim Pachope in the background there just uh, saying, yo, what's up? And uh, while he's doing some work and helping us 
uh, with some of the financials and stuff. But you know, the one thing that I want oh, and to Tina, make- and Tina was her was her best Tina was her best friend, not like just some person that was close with her. So I mean, she was the closest person to to Brandy. So, anyways, I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> Too late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, would you would you characterize it that way, Tina? You were her best friend. Uh, yeah, we were definitely best friends. She didn't trust very. I mean, she had a couple of close friends, but I mean, pers- with learn the risk tied into it, I definitely would have probably been one of the closest people that, to her. Um, and then she had another really close friend from high school years who supported her. Um, mission as well, but maybe not quite as tied into it. Like I was, I was, you know, I have, I have all kinds of learned risk stuff at my house. I was sending out the orders for her. Mm-hmm. I would travel with her. Um, so we were, you know, we were friends and we were on the same mission. Thank so you. You know, uh, Doctor Judy, Mike, again, so I want to, I want to get an idea of uh, how how you knew Brandy and for how long and in what way and. Dr. Judy Mikevich, you want to know everything, everything, plaguethebook.com. You know, um, her, her uh, Plague of Corruption is her most recent and getting a lot of attention. And uh, and I don't think Dr. Judy or I were worried about how much attention you did or didn't get earlier on. I mean, it was coming. We knew that. So we've been, you know, Dr. Judy and I, we've been talking for, man, is it like almost five years I mean, it's been a while. We've yeah. been doing this for a long time. There's hundreds of hours, uh, Dr. Judy and I. And a lot of it, you know, I'm a, I'm a slow learner, but early on, the main thing that just got me entranced that I saw as a biggest risk was the idea that you had um, RNA retroviruses that are being used in vaccines to change humanity. Because that was always my greatest defense against they, them, those, and the evils of, was that humanity and what makes us human is the biggest threat to them. That, our love and compassion isn't the weakness. It gives us the righteous indignation when we get the information to go do some butt whipping. And they, we're not going to you know, sit back down on the couch and chill and crack a beer and watch the game or whatever until we get rid of that fly that's been bugging the living crap out of us and making us sick so i'm going okay this is this is uh uh definitely your time when did you meet brandy what what was the overlap between you guys because i'm sure you had the same enemies and the same understanding tell us about your relationship with brandy vaughn yeah probably um I probably met Brandy Vaughn about the same time I met you because you're right, it's around 2015 because, you know, I, I was jailed in 11 and, and then that five years I wasn't allowed to really be on social media. I wasn't allowed to do literally anything other than talk to a lawyer or my family and talking meant texting. So um, my computers, my phones, what was taken out of my house on November 18th of 2011 was was held in jail that whole time, literally. And by the time I got it out of the musty basement of the Ventura County Jail, um, it was all dead. So I had to go get new computers and you know bring back up whatever I could. So I didn't really learn about Brandy Vaughn until um, 
uh, probably, you know, um, right around then, 2015 and 16. And we didn't live very far away. Um, she, we're both in California, um, not too far away. So it was events. It was events in in um, fighting SB 277 and and as you know obviously then sb 276 and things like that that's where i met most of the freedom fighters and 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 of course brandy bond and and learn the risk right then and there well what was the threat that she presented i mean i know being a you know sales rep with merck and all that gave her a, a lot of credibility early on she was one of the first that you know you kind of think of when you have somebody resisting a whistleblower inside but uh you know, then as I really didn't know that much about her until she passed away, and it became, of course, a lot of news. But as you look at the campaigns that she did, you know, the learn the risk billboards and the bus stops, and the you know that what kind of threat was that? And when they're you know re-releasing or coming out with off-brand of whatever the heck for Vioxx, I mean, the timing just seemed weird. What, what's your uh, view of this from your position? Well, well, the th- the threat really for for uh, with with all of us, um, you know, is that we we have that insider information. We were right there. We have the memos. We we worked there. We watched the inner workings. You know, we know what you know. Fauci said and did. We he, she knew what Merck um, was doing. You know, she was on the inside, and um, you know, and and you see it. So the the, the threat is that. They can't make it go away um, it, 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 as far as because it, it, it is the truth and they know it's the truth. And the more people wake up, especially right now. So interestingly enough, I, I believe the last time I saw her was um, a, a, an event we did in Ventura. We did several events at the Ventura Library. And of course, that's very significant right now. And it was um, it was, you know, a, a year ago, and I was mainly talking about the corruption in vaccine court, and and she was, of course, had all of the learn the risk, learn the risk of, of these vaccines, and and so people were coming to the Ventura Library, and and one of the reporters that had had done event in the Ventura paper. Remember, this is where Robert Levin is. This is where the head um, right now of um, one of the county, one of the large county hospitals in Ventura, um, is the is the guy is is the doctor who knew about the you know the Ebola outbreak and how he cured the Ebola outbreak, which was also a vaccine-driven outbreak that killed 21,000 in 2014 in Sierra Leone. So you could see the march um, of corruption and the cover-up. And and so when you're someone like Brandy and you have 15 years, you're in the inside. You know, I was 20 years on the inside of National Cancer Institute and a couple of years on the inside of um, Big Pharma and then small biotech and seeing what happened after 911 all of that time being at Fort Detrick so we could put together you know the people that were there and so you look at this whole thing right now in covid you know and why ventura why you know ventura santa barbara you know that area 
Why does that make national news? Why does Robert Levin get a 12% raise? Why is Rob McCoy the pastor that's fighting right there in Ventura County? It really was the epicenter. Because what Merck is doing with biops and, and other things is, you know, driving the cancer industry. We're just going to keep that's the conversation going right through the break. You guys uh, archive whether the live stream. Uh, oh, we don't have the live stream. Well, we're recording. From the sixth letter of Captain Mark. All right, we'll go ahead and A pirate's this. life is characterized by voluntary okay. interactions. Unfortunately, okay. well, we'll the Crown Presses is... Okay, now I got the... You guys don't hear the network now, right? No. All right, cool. So they really didn't want us talking to each other. They they really did. Yeah, because you, I, I can see why you, you're like in the creation of it, and she's the sales force of it. I mean, you know, there. I mean, hell, there's about eighty percent of it right there. The rest is administration, you know, and operations making you know the vials. But you got to create the product and sell the product, and then there's actual the manufacturing of the product, and the profits go in there. And I'm just like. Um, um, who represents a whistleblower in the operation and stuff? Because that's just somebody, you know, pulling a, a, a switch and a conveyor belt starts going and they manufacture. You know, so I'm not, you know, what's, what's the whistleblower? Yeah, I made a bunch of vials. I, I don't give a crap. I mean, is there anybody in there that, you know, cares? Well, you know, I, I think there are people that care, but they don't recognize so the the key with brandy is is that you know and and it, is that you recognize and I, in fact i just came from you know chatting with frank rossetti just you know say hello um i'm about a block from where he is and um and uh and we were talking about that we were we were talking because he didn't know brandy he had never met her but when you're in the inside i i when i couldn't get a job these last 10 years i applied for a job to sell <laughs> pharmaceuticals and i i could do it better than anybody because i knew the risks and the variations i knew how celebrex was different than vioxx i knew the half-life of the drug i'm a chemist i mean you know so you know that how it was it was not the actual drug in the case of you know celebrex that class of drugs had a four-hour half-life so the the way they sell the drug is they teach the doctors you know to give too much and give too often and of course that makes money and 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 um so when you when you know the inside of you know how they teach you to sell the drug um and then you're a kid, so they wouldn't hire me. I applied for the job, and you know, I didn't. I still didn't know in 2012 and 13 that nobody was going to hire me because I, I, I would figure these things out, and I would, I would tell the truth to doctors about how to give these drugs and what to do. So it's um. They don't want to know the truth. They just want to know your sales quota. Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to ask no questions and, of course, just go in there and, and give the doctors a free lunch. And see, I was a part of that side of the table there with Dr. Peterson and in, in the first few years that I was up in, in Nevada. So um, it, it, I was just looking at the patients and seeing how the drug companies come in there and hand you all this stuff. I had always been on the other side of the fence, um, you know, making the drugs and, and doing You know, the drug Dr. Judy, when we come back, we'll be back in just a little bit here, like 30 seconds. And, I, and this is where I want to go. One, you know, 
you and I have talked about this quite a bit. I'm wondering, you know, uh, the awareness of the people and what we're really up against. You know, it's kind of a like an agenda. There's something more than just money. You know, there, there's something else going on. And um, so what are we up against? And then, you know, kind of, you know, we might get into some solutions here today, too. But I need people to understand this is not normal people. There's something else. And it's not just America. There's something, you know, wicked this way comes, and it's going to get worse. Let's talk about that a little bit. Here we come, we're coming back. Crimespree.com. Do you love Twitter? Make sure you favorite the LRN.FM Twitter account so you can receive our tweets at twitter.lrn.fm. That's twitter.lrn.fm. To be a part of the show, call 602-264-2800. 602-264-2800. And now, Ernest Hancock. And Dr. Judy Mikovits and Tina Marie and Tempachote and Bob's over here surfing memes and stuff. So... Donna's, you know, working hard, as she always is. Um, Dr. Judy and I, uh, when we first had her on, it was August of 16, I think. And immediately I understood, you know, what, you know, here we go. You know, I'm finally someone that's... She beat me by one, she beat me by one month. So, no, yes. no, by no. coincidence, we both started coming on at almost the exact same time. I started coming on September 16, and I was always the guest either right before or after you, so... As soon as I saw Fauci's name, like, I know Fauci's name from Dr. Judy exposing him as a scumbag for the last four years. So. You know, I, I tell you, to be honest, it was, um, I needed a, a long time to kind of get who all the people are. You know, mainly it's that we have Fauci, which is, you know, quarterback in a lot of this stuff. Rossetti, which was in the system, but a good guy, you know, that uh, mentored and worked with Dr. Judy uh, up against a, a lot of this stuff, knew what was up. And um, there's a lot of players in there. And when you're in the lab actually doing the work and understanding, and the big thing for me was the retrovirus thing. When you can have uh, as a weapon, a bioweapon, and you're testing it and you're putting it on millions of people and seeing how many X-Men you can make or whatever traits you want to emphasize or de-emphasize by changing the genetics of an individual. That, I mean, changing it by inserting RNA. Early on, when we first were talking, RNA um, viruses go into your cells, into the nucleus, changes it, and you got a little factory of we're making, you know, another person. We're a chimera with, you know, whatever other animal tissue they put in. So, so I'm, I'm just, this is, this is not going to end well. From early on, years ago, when we first started doing this, but now that, you know, we have a much better idea of who we're dealing with and the companies, what do you think the overall agenda, what is the goal? Is It's more than just money, Dr. Judy. I mean, there's something else going on. What do you think it is? Well, the, I think the agenda right now is to kill everyone they've injured. So if you look at it, um, you know, our, our nursing homes are the first ones to get the vaccines. So, in, in the mentally disabled and the racial. So, um, you know, the, the, you know, the blacks, the Hispanics, the, the people of color. No, they and love we, them. They love them. They want to get them the new vaccines first because they love them. Correct. Correct. 
because they, you know, and what they say is, oh, the NIH is very concerned about this because these viruses affect blacks, you know, and Hispanics and people of color, you know, two to four times. No, isn't that exactly what William Thompson covered up for 20 years? Um, that if you give blacks before they're three years old because they have different immune systems, they don't degrade. They're the ones that make twice the amount of antibody in response to vaccines. So here you've got this supposed vaccine that has nothing to do with being a vaccine preventing transmission. All it's doing is literally making the most vulnerable sick by putting that RNA in every cell of your body. And it's the retroviruses that they've loaded up over the years in the flu shots, in the polio vaccine. So what did they say at the beginning of this outbreak? Oh, you know, and you can even still see it on TV. Oh, you know, get that, get your Gardasil vaccine, get your polio vaccine. And, and Gardasil is a virus-like particle, like these lipid nanoparticles they're making in, in that, at that they've packaged this RNA and that's the, the, the term you use that, you know, because RNA in your blood will be degraded very quickly, you know, unless you're a, a, a black Hispanic where you, you have different, you don't degrade like Pac-Man as fast, the RNA. So the people most vulnerable to getting injured, why would you give the mentally impaired or somebody in a nursing home with Alzheimer's who doesn't, hasn't looked up from dueling in that chair and talked to a single person in decades? Well, because they're covering up. And when they burn and cremate everybody, nobody can show that we, they've known what that injury is. They've known, so the, the big I gotcha was, you know, that is the last chapter of, of Plague of Corruption. Oh, wait a minute, we figured it all out. You don't need infectious transmissible virus if you've injected them. All you need to do is force somebody to wear a mask, wake it up, suffocate. The healthy people are suffocating their own immune system, are, are depleting their glutathione, their antiviral pathways. That would be the Pac-Man that degrade all these viruses should it ever be exposed. And, and so this is what they don't want you to know. So they you put a mask on a kid with autism who already has severe mitochondrial dysfunction and they can die within you know just in their sleep and we're seeing that happen we're seeing the mass killing people and the vaccine um you know will just it's like a detonate button for all they've injected over the years so it's it you, they cremate them and and cover it up and you'll just say, oh, it was just like the 1918, the great influenza of 1918. Well, they did the same thing. They murdered a bunch of people in 1918. And I've got a book sitting on my shelf there. That's what I'm looking at, called The Great Influenza by John M. Barry, B-A-R-R-Y. And it was written probably 20 years ago. And, and it's creepy to read it because it's now. It, I mean, you can even see things like hyperinflammation in the cytokine storm. So anybody who has hyperinflammation, these, these vaccines are just boom. And, and you're seeing people getting the Bell's palsy, waking, that's a retroviral associated. And, and everybody's saying, oh, well, it's an RNA vaccine. It's not a retrovirus. No, you injected the retrovirus in the flu shot. You in, in every flu shot, in every polio vaccine, in every in dog cells, there are retroviruses in every animal, in, in, in your, the endogenous from the aborted fetal tissue. 8% of our genome is silenced retroviruses. So now you're literally injecting 
syncytin, which is an ancient retro gamma retrovirus. And the expression of it can cause, you know, um, cancers and neurological injuries like multiple sclerosis. And what are they seeing in the trials? Exactly that. Oh, it didn't cause that. No, it didn't cause myalgic encephalomyelitis, inflammation of the brain and spinal cord. Oh, they had that. Oh, they just pull them out of there just like they pulled the birth certificates, you know, on the on the blacks and said, oh, the, you know, they just pull them out of the trials. And they, I mean, that was 2001. Okay, that who, was who's done. the supervisor of, I mean, who's the ultimate something? I mean, is anybody, I mean, we get... You know, President Trump was not a big giant vaccine fan. He kind of appoints this committee, and we're going to talk about that, and someday we'll something and maybe something. I mean, there's still, you know, you know Biden isn't in yet, but, I mean, I, I don't know if this is just a delaying action or stand by and stand down until it's too late. Or I mean, I don't I don't, I don't see. I, who, who is the, I guess, the people, but I'm like, you know, all this evidence for so long is so neon flashing obvious. I don't need a shiny badge and a, a title and somebody in a lab coat to tell me, you know, just sit there and lie to me when it's obvious what's going on. This is this is an attack. And when I when I have I give you a good example. Um, the Pope. They come out the Catholic Church says, Eh, fetal tissue, that's okay. Hey, no thing. God don't care. I'm going Whoa, 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 whoa. We want to talk about that when we come back because that just tells you a bunch of stuff. We'll be right back. Dr. Judy Mikevitz and friends in just a little bit. You guys stay right there. And we're going right through the break. We'll have the recording up and, uh, yeah, we get more giddy. We'll be right back. There are basically two types of advertising. Okay, turn this down. Um, I want to save that Pope thing for when we come back. You know, uh, the... Because we, it, it has been a weapon. It's been a, a a point that is to get people to think. You know, it's kind of the ethical thing of it. But it's more than that. I mean, when you got actual tissue from other people, and oh my God, other species, this is playing God stuff. This is Doctor Moreau's Island kind of crap. And then as time goes on, you know they're tracking people. You know they're testing. You know there's something, there's an evil intent here. There's certainly a freaking intent, whether it's evil or not, but it, it's not good. So, I'm, you know, have you started to come, uh, when we come back, I want you to include that too in this, that, you know, we're up against some something. And for them to go, oh, well, he's the Pope. Well, shoot, where do you think the devil's going to go? They know why he wouldn't be in the church. You know, that'd be, that'd be first in line, you know. That's why we have two popes. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, also how funny is all the people Dr. Judy were talking about were all the people that would be on either Social Security or Medicare. So hey, if we Tim, turn your, people, turn your mic way down. You're blowing us out. Can you turn your mic down? Me? Yeah. I'm having yeah, to pull this. Time to tell me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, keep going yeah, down. Means- I didn't turn it down yet. Hold on. Hold on a right, second. What about now? Yeah, that's a lot better because I'm, I mean, you're killing me. Uh, I can I can keep going lower. I mean, no, 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 that's fine. It was just, I mean, it was like, whoa, I gotta, I'm oh, trying to get that? you guys all balanced, you know. But the, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, what were you saying, Tim? Yeah, I mean, how fitting it is that everybody Dr. Judy was talking about, you know, all the older people, all the, you know, the most vulnerable or all the people that either be on, you know, Medicare, Medicaid, or Social Security, and now, well, we get rid of all of our unfunded liabilities because, because Social Security, people don't realize 
that's actually not even that big of a liability compared to Medicare. Medicare is actually much, much larger. And so we go and kill all the old people. Then it's a one, two swoop of because all the Social Security is, is a lockbox in the Office of the Debt in West Virginia. It's like a small filing cabinet that's not even smaller than the little wall behind me. Uh, and then it's just IOUs in a filing cabinet is what backs Social Security. So, I mean, and eventually people are going to realize that it's going to be a big, great reset, central bank digital currency. Well, they're already talking about it. You're 75, you're done. You don't get none. It's over. You've reached your limit. Cuomo killed all the old people. Oh, yeah. Bob's saying, you know, Cuomo killed all the old people. See, which one are you here? All right, there we go, Bob. Yeah, Cuomo killed them all. That's what he did to uh, all the folks in the nursing homes. That's like, he, he Every day he was going, oh, it's like a brush fire if it gets in there. And then he's basically seeding all the old folks' homes with COVID. You know, see, that was one thing that, we, you know, Bob and I and all the friends here, and when this was all going on, we did the math. I think it was Tim and I, we did the math, too. We were looking at it, and it's all of a sudden... You multiply so many, you know, like a hundred and whatever dollars a day to keep somebody maintained of, uh, you know, one nurse is looking after five people kind of did the math. And it was billions and billions of dollars that the state of New York saved by just killing these people off. And they're going, oh, no, no, we would never do that, you know. Hmm. Old boxer off to the glue factory. <laughs> and they got money, and they got more money. Oh, if it's a coronavirus, even if we don't even <laughs> test positive for it, even though obviously the test doesn't work anyways, and now you get, you know, $13,000. And, oh, by the way, if you kill them, you know, on a ventilator, you get 35000 And that he's trotted out as the yeah. hero, uh, you know, even though he's, you know, you know, it's not always the guys who F everything up more than anybody else and now are, you know, the model people we need to follow yeah I mean, a, a book uh, how studly i am because 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 i'm studly and i got a book damn it you know well at least the good thing about cuomo is i'm also an italian new yorker uh you know former catholic right. and you here know, we're coming back I moved out of my house, out of my house. freedom's that. the answer but, you know there's nothing What's no the one question? can say i racist against you're listening to Ernest hancock to me, so I, I hate that and guy. tim Pachot, he won't be quiet he just keep going the uh, <laughs> and we're back all right so um, the question that I had for Dr. Judy is that um, the fetal cells that are, one, I want to know why, which ones they're using, male, female, what part of the body, what's the purpose of it, how does that, where they're getting it. But then to have the Catholic Church and the Pope come out and said, oh, no, no, it's ethical. I said, it ain't no thing. You know, it's just a little baby body parts of abortions and it's all good. And I'm going... Man, to think that the Catholic Church wouldn't be the target of, you know, evil and they, them, those, or the Antichrist or whatever the heck. I'm just going, uh, uh, what rock have you been under? Of course, you know, they'll go after, you know, the the strength that you have people in their faith. And who would be, you know, more ethical-minded about what should and shouldn't be? You would think the Catholic Church, but that's not so much anymore. And we got... You know, Bob brings this up. We got, uh, you know, two popes now, right? That's right. You know, so I... I First time in, like, I think, ever. Yeah, you know, one, <laughs> one said, nah, and I'm done. You know, and, th- I mean, and that's a bunch of... I'm waiting for the movie series on that one. So, Dr. Judy, explain to us the use of fetal cells in vaccines. Why they're doing it is... You know, explain all that to me. And then, of course, your opinion on the Catholic Church going, that's uh, okay. Well, yeah. Again, um, these these they're cell lines, so they're they're continuously growing cell lines. You cannot grow an RNA virus, you know, uh, retroviruses, other RNA viruses, and you have to have a cell. 
The viruses don't grow outside of a cell, outside of a body. They use the cell machinery of the animal in order to replicate themselves. So they, they call that. So these cell lines, and this is what Francis Collins, who's um, also a Christian and writes the head of the NIH. So he did, I saw a video he did a couple weeks ago that some of my Christian friends brought to me. And they're like, well, he says it's okay because we made these aborted fetal tissue cell lines in 1960s. And, and so, yeah, it's okay. We did that then. We still don't do that now, which, of course, we do that now. Um, but the cell lines that they're growing, the primary ones that they're growing these viruses in and these vaccines in, they're the antigens. You have to grow the antigens, the viruses, in, in a growing cell. So the monkey cell is the, is the cell line we grow the polio vaccine that's where the mouse gamma retroviruses were. That's where there's lots of monkey, the HIV. You know, you don't have to, they don't have to like cut and paste. Everybody says, oh, they engineered it. They did this and that. They're not that smart. All they need to do is put it in a cell line that ha is deficient in various immune pathways. And you've got a factory to grow viruses. And you get recombination events literally in every single Every single vat of vaccine or growing the viruses has different recombination events. They have no idea how many viruses and what garbage is in these things. And then they just pull them. So there, he's, Francis Collins says, oh, it's okay. Those cell lines, we made those back in 1960, 1962. And they've been in our labs being contaminated by more and more stuff as we grow them every time and every time. There's more and more recombinants and garbage, and you just inject all of this garbage in, into people, and um, it's it's a nightmare um, of of uh, it just and, and and they have to grow viral vaccines in that. Except now they've made their new little lipid nanoparticle, and they, as I said, they made the Gardasil that way. It's 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 a it's, um, the virus isn't grown in an animal, and they can say no, no, no. This is just RNA. This is just safe. But now you're loaded up. Every human being's been loaded up with at least one thing or almost every human being. They've destroyed the control population. And they're injecting the very pathogenic part of the virus, the envelope. And it's in our genome. We, you know, we, we all have um, this human gamma retrovirus, uh, endogenous gamma retrovirus. So your endogenous virus that's silenced by nature and God only expressed at certain times. And that's, you know, it's why we have a placenta to have the fusion, the genes called syncytin, and, and it fuses um, to you know, the placenta to the uterus wall so that we can carry our young. And um, it, when it's expressed in other tissues of the body, it can cause, um, you know, multiple sclerosis and other things. And we know this, and we've known this for years, and now they're injecting this into every person in the body, in, in, the, in the country and in the world. Oh, it's okay, and it's one big experiment, and it's going to kill a lot of people. Okay, when you they, can't express are they, viruses. Are they taking new fetal cells from abortions or placentas or whatever now and um, to make vaccines? Um, almost certainly, but no, um, not in any of these that we know of. You know, they're doing that research in the lab, but what, it, what in you, your new fetal cells 
aren't necessarily continuously growing cell lines. We develop those cell lines. We, we do a lot with different things in order to get them to grow forever. It's literally a cancer. You know, I, cells won't grow outside of the body. That's why viruses aren't dangerous because they don't have cells. By you know, this this virus doesn't live if it lands on a surface. There's no way I'm spitting cells out of my mouth and at, at people. This is this is what people don't understand. And envelope viruses, the, the RNA has to be protected by that envelope. And so no, we they're not necessarily growing these vaccines in the um, aborted fetuses, but they're using those in the lab every day and developing new cell lines. It's the old cell lines from the 60s that are more dangerous. They've been in our labs around the world. We ship these things in vials. We ship these things in liquid vials. That's what yeah, that's let, let me, let me give this an analogy. virus got around the world. Let me give an analogy ship here and you'll see how close it is. You, you go to um, Subway or Chipotle or something like that and they got you know, the, the, you know, the beans there, you know, the, the refried beans. And then they, you know, it gets down to there's like a, you know, a quarter, 20% left in the bottom. And they, they bring in a new batch, you know, and then they scrape that into it. And they keep doing that for decades. And you have, and it keeps mixing right. and mixing and mixing. And then you get like weird stuff happens. It's almost like it's on purpose. They want to see what happens. They want to have this variety. They need the guinea pigs of, you know, the American populace. They want to have, and then they go, ooh, we like the result of this one. This one's giving us what we want, and they emphasize that, and they start to, you know, that line starts to get more, you know, Mises pieces of whatever the hell. And I'm going, but then you um, have all these problems, and people start to look back. They go, well, this is, you know, fetal tissue, even if it's from the 60s or 70s, you know, you go, well, there's, you know, it, it, it's kind of an ethical. You would think there would be a principle involved here, certainly with the church. And for the Pope or the Catholic Church to come out and say, ah, that's okay. Where did that come from? Why would they even do that? You know, why would they say, you know, what pressure do they have? Do you have any uh, opinions on that? Well, yeah, the, the pressure is from the, the, the Christians everywhere. The pre- this, is, this is the real, you know, um, this is what people like Brandy did. We showed the risk. We showed people. People are like, no, that's against my faith. You don't inject animal tissues. You don't inject aborted fetal tissue. You don't inject somebody else's, you know, DNA and RNA into another human being. That's going to create a an autoimmune reaction because you're, it's molecular mimicry. Your body said, wait a minute, is that self or non-self? That's another human. I have that gene. And, and you'll it literally, um, you know, that's, that's how, the, you know, this is why this movement and, and really Brandy led the way a decade before I came into the game. That's why people learning the risk and, and Christians around the world are saying, no, I don't want that in my body. And so they're saying, oh, it's okay, it's okay. They did, They made those cell lines in the 1960s as if that makes it okay. But the, it's still happening because, um, you know, it, it happens every day. I made cell lines my whole life. I probably developed You know, when we come back, we'll, we'll uh, sum up what we talk about in the break. But I tell you, this is like making X, X-Men. You know, it's just, you know, all these dystopian future was from a bunch of vaccines and how they made super something. 
lot of people got damaged. It's not good. Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. Go down. I'm learning my new buttons here. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, it's just going to kill everyone. So they've been killing everyone for 70 years. You know, go back to our first book, Plague, in Chapter 5, the first cases of autism in CFS. And they said, oh, wait a minute. If we mix these mouse tissues, there's a chance that the dormant virus can come out. And I always show this slide where in 1999, when the vaccine program, when Harold Varmus started the NIH vaccine program, he said, oh, yeah, we could pick up a dormant virus that doesn't bother that animal or that human. It's asleep. And if you inject it, it can cause all this disease. And that's exactly what happened. And, and so, that, you know, and we saw that. And so our big discovery is like, oops, you know, and, and, and they said, oh, it's not, you know, it's not infectious and transmissible. And, oh, it's just, you know, the, they, the way they twisted the whole thing to make it go Yeah, away. no, no, no. It's well, infectious. all back. No, it's infectious and transmissible at a much more basic level that uh, wasn't as obvious. I mean, we're talking genetics here. You know, this is, this is like... Right. And, 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 and you don't need infectious and transmissible if you injected it. This is why they're like, get your flu shot this year more than ever, because this year we got to kill you. This, and we're going to call it all the Spanish flu of 1918, and we're just going to kill everybody, and then we're going to cremate everybody, and nobody will ever know. Oh, that was horrible. All those anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers. Look, if we'd gotten the vaccine to them in time, then all those people wouldn't have died. You know, so, you know, and they just and that and that's what they're going to do this. They literally it, it it's not there's nothing new on to what time. end. To what, what's the agenda here? I mean, I, I'm going to ask you that when we come back. You know, that's there is a you've been talking to a lot of people about this stuff for a long. There has to be some kind of somebody's come to you and said, man, what the hell? They're doing this for fill in the blank. You know, Tim's got Tina, you got you got any idea? I mean, you know, this is, I mean, you, you, you talk to a lot of people. Have you, have you heard of the Georgia Guidestones? They want us down to 500 million. Is it that simple? I mean, is it, you know, I mean, you know, Gates is just, you know, his lineage, <laughs> you know, this is really becoming all you can. This is one thing that I learned as a political activist. You know, um, when we, Don and I started in the late 80s and really by the, by Three years later, you know all about Council on Foreign Relations this and the Bilderberg that and the blah, 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 and all the secret handshake clubs of whatever. And then, you know, the John Birchers are going on about and the evil of and the 500 million and the you know, new you, uh, states of America's constitution of they created and the Ford founded Rockefeller and all the Corbett stuff. And you, they, it presents you with that. I'm going, okay, um, why? I mean, you know, why would they? But then as time goes on, all the conspiracy nuts... They're right. They're the ones that, you know, the only ones that knew what the hell was going on. And then they'll admit it. Then I get, like, you know, the Trilateral Commission, they're celebrating their 40th anniversary on a web page where they're, and you're, they're, you're a freaking nut if you even believe they existed. And I'm going, what the hell? It's all programming. It's all crap. And when you finally out them or you prove it, they'll go, yeah, you know, and. So I'm just, there's something else going on. There's a, there's an agenda, you know. It's and it's more than just um, money and power. It's like Tina said. I mean, you know, yeah, Tim. You know, I, I tell you what, I'm going to do this. We'll talk about this, and then Tim, I'm going to have you give you know a promo for your guidestone piece that you did. Okay, 
you know, because you just released that here okay. recently. So I'll, I'll do that, and, you know, uh, uh, well, Tina, I'll let you have a say on it, and they're wanting to get us. Tim will do that, and then we'll end with uh, Dr. Judy. All right, that's the plan. All right, here we go. i got to figure out these buttons. That. Left alone. And those that just won't leave them alone. Which one are you? The Ernest Hancock Show. They, them, those. You know, that's what it always has come down to. They're going, they, who are they, you conspirist? And I go, I don't know. They're those that just want to be left alone, those that just won't leave them alone. That's who they, them, those are. And it's by, you can see them by their fruits. I mean, they just won't leave. They're going to force. They're going to mandate. They're going to make. The whole point, uh, the Declaration of Independence, was that the proper role of government was the defense of individual rights. If it doesn't do that, it's time to alter, abolish it, your right, your duty. I keep saying that because that was the deal. Well, what happens is now I'm looking at the government is the one that's curfewing me and locking me in and taking my children and forcing this and mandating that. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought the United States government was to be there to protect against that. You know, I, I, they're like a legalized thuggery or something. So I'm just, we're up against, there's, there's an agenda there. There's a... There's a something. This is all to serve something. It's not like they don't have enough money. Hell, they just print the money. You know, they they, they got pretty impressed. They can do what the hell they want. Power? Well, they pretty much got everything there, too. So I'm just like, what is it they're afraid of? I don't know, Teeny, you got an idea? Well, Bill Gates did that talk where he says if we do a good enough job with the vaccines, they can bring the population down. And then they've got it inscribed in the Georgia Guidestones. They want the world's population down to 500 million to be in perpetual balance with nature. Yeah, I want to know what our God. what dartboard they threw at to come up with that number. You know, um, Tim Pachot just did a, a recent video because he was back for Jekyll Island, uh, you know, a red pill thing not too long ago. And he took a trip to the Georgia Guidestone. Uh, tell me about that, Tim. You know, what was that like? Yeah, I mean, we were coming back from Red Pill Expo, and, and I was going to go visit my mom up in uh, Charlotte, and so I figured, you know, might as well go stop at the Georgia Guidestones, never been there before, and I remember seeing it, you know, I remember hearing about it, you know, like over a decade ago on Jesse Ventura's uh, Conspiracy Theorist show, and so now that all the conspiracy theories are coming true, and, I was at, and I've gone to all these different festivals this year, like Anarchapoco and, and Porkfest, Forkfest, Jackalope Freedom Festival, Anarcho Vegas thing that sort of went on. Uh, pool party type deal. Uh, I figured, you know, might as well stop at the Georgia Guidestones. And so if you guys want to see that, you can head to my website, thelibertyadvisorshow.com. Actually, I just updated everything, so it actually looks a lot better now, the website. I'm going to, I'm actually going to, one of the things on the to-do list is actually give Dr. Judy her own page on there and post that interview that we did before. Uh, and uh, yeah, and the other thing I did was I'm now pimping the email list. So if people sign up for the email list, they're getting the video first, so it's not even going to BitChute or Library or any of these other places. I found this one video platform uh, that's not really that mainstream at all. I've actually never even heard of it before called Muse.ai. So I go upload my stuff over there. Now the bad guy knows, and now they're probably going to go take me down. But anyway, so I uploaded there. I have got it hosted on my own website. I'm directing people to the website, directing people to... Uh, and bring it back to Georgia Guidestone. Go. What did you learn? <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, the Georgia Guidestones, I mean, I, I mean, a lot of it already knew, but basically for the audience, you've got these big, you know, 270,000-pound uh, granite structures that are out in the middle of nowhere in Georgia, and they have a Ten Commandments for the post-apocalyptic future where they want to. I mean, they have one good one on there. It's avoid useless laws and petty officials. But aside from there, it's, you know, talking about limiting the Earth's population down to 500 million and, you know, treating people nice and stuff. And so apparently, I mean, some people think it was... Uh, uh, what's his name? Ted Turner. That was behind it, but it was all you know done underneath a pseudonym, or it was Mr. R.C. Christian was the guy that supposedly funded all this stuff, but that was a pseudonym, obviously. And uh, but yeah, then they got this big granite, you know, cap rock type deal where they're gonna, you know, put a bunch of stuff underneath it at a later date. So we haven't hit that later date yet. But yeah, I mean, I was just going there and reporting on it live. And uh, well, what's the atmosphere there? Is there anything days. around it? Do they have like a you know, a, a trinket store, they're selling T-shirts. You know, is there something, or is it out in the Lone Prairie? No. I mean, you, you go to, like, a gas station that's nearby. There's a couple little trinkets for, I mean, but it's just, like, a hole-in-the-wall little gas station. I mean, there's nothing, you, you could easily pass right by it. But and it was weird because we were getting actually trailed by the cops as we were, as we were like, going into this. I mean, I think it may have just been a coincidence. But, uh, unfortunately, you know, the phone was on camera mode and not video mode so i ended up not getting that part for the documentary but then you just pull you're on this dirt road or not dirt, it's kind of the back road then you just take a left and it's boom right there and it's in uh, the middle of nowhere i've been there three times and it's in the middle of nowhere in georgia and when you look around the guidestones there's cameras from every angle monitoring the, the guidestones yeah, I'm wondering, you know, does it have power? I mean, I just it's out in the middle of... And how long has it been yeah, there? Yeah, definitely. Since 1980, so it's been 40 what? years. And so, 40? And, that's and, been and the 80? God. Yeah, some... I, some people in the comments were saying Ernie should take his love bus there and, and knock it over. <laughs> so, actually, people actually said that in the comments. People were texting me stuff. Like I, that. you know, I'm uh, I I have no desire. I don't care. I, you know, people can advocate what they want, but it just gives you an idea. You know, that builds up to Dr. Judy. Now I'm, um, 1980. You know, is this this is an ancient. I mean, it goes back to, you know, 1880. Held, you know, 18. I mean, just you know, this has been kind of the goal since forever. Can you describe it? I mean, what do you think, Doctor Judy? The, the, the ultimate agenda is is something. I mean, skip to the end. We got a few minutes here. What do you think? Well, I really, I really do think it is to you know kill the people they've already injured and call it something else and burn all the evidence. You know, the whole idea that everybody gets cremated and nobody gets to see what happens and nobody goes into a hospital and nobody goes into a lab. You know, it's just, it, it and, and everybody stays in their homes. I, I won't use the term lockdown because I have the key and you're not locking me in my home. It's so, it's so that nobody sees what's going on and nobody realizes what's going on. And then they censor everything. Um, and, and just, uh, again, they're just going to, to say, geez, it was all those people, um, you know, that, um, that those conspiracy theorists that, that created this, and it was the 1918 influenza, which, you know, in 1918, Spanish flu had nothing to do with Spain or influenza, had everything to do with the program, and they forced everybody into masks. And it, it's interesting, Tim should say the guides don't say be nice to each other. 
what are we all told? Oh, if you don't wear your mask, you're you're mean. You're not, you know. And 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 they're they're generating, you know. They, I'm I somehow don't care about humanity because I won't muzzle myself and suffocate myself. And you know, I usually say you've spent ten years trying to kill me. I'm not going to help you. Um, and because I know what it'll do, activating the retroviruses. I mean, I'm coughing now. I've got those retroviruses. I, you know, I, I can, you know, I would die if I put a mask on. I could kill myself in a very short order, and they know that. That's why they're giving it to doctors and nurses. You know, all of my friends. That's those are the chapters in my book about all my friends who are dead. It's cover it up, cover up what you did, and kill everybody. And you get down to that 500 million, and they killed all those people who aren't nice to each other. It won't wear the mask. Won't won't shut up. I I'm still trying to get you know to what end. I had a woman, an actress from um, Hollywood. Her name was Melody Carell, and uh, she got you know behind the scenes on you know the pedal world and all the stuff that's going on and there, and it was just it was fascinating to to hear you know it's a religion with these people. You know I mean they actually gather around and. You know, worship the whatever the heck, you know, I mean, they're just, you know, for their own strength to bring about whatever it is that they want. And and they consolidated themselves in positions of power that the good people created. You know, we'll create a new. Oh, we need a we need a new department of a cabinet level of something. So we can put the psychopaths in charge of it. I mean, you know, it's this collectivization of authority and delegation of power to everybody. That is the problem. And that's why we're emphasizing mm-hmm. decentralization so much in everything, you know, in communication, power, medicine, water, food. It, you know, what is the biggest offense that we have other than just not taking a vaccine? Is there any vaccine you would take you think would be good for somebody? No, not, not, not ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. not, they are not, not. Dr. Judy said, not ever, not ever. I'm... I'm very, I'm very concerned that we're in a. Um, it, 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 it's seeming to me that it's intentional. There's something else going on. These guys, they, them, those are, are definitely um, have a mission. And I'm not sure. I mean, it seems obvious. It seems like I can understand it. But people with empathy, people that you know have children and grandchildren, and they look toward a, a, an abundant future that our minds are creating. I'm, I, it's hard to understand what they're doing and why. But I tell you, HerbertReport.com forward slash Gates. You watch that four-part series. I'll help you understand because it and how big oil conquered the world and why. These, these are things that are important for you to understand. We have some good news. The indictments. All right, there we go. Thank you. The um, I, I want to. That's one thing I, I I I dwell on quite a bit, but not a not a enough do I get from the vaccine um, education or awareness community. I don't get the um, that there's intent here. You know, it's almost like they made a mistake. You know, and I know you're talking about you need to forgive yourself, and I and, and I think that's always a big part of um, uh, there needs to be the forgiveness for a time. There needs to be a forgiveness window. There needs to be look. You know, we got enough information now. You can't go into this blind. But I, you know, it's time to you know we'll, we'll forgive. But I mean, 
you know, after once you get willful ignorance, once you have, uh, you, you know, and you're part of the problem, that is the definition of evil. The evil that men do a lot of times is just no, and they just, you know, don't have the, I don't know if it's courage or the, the morality to, to at least not support it. You know, and then they have these people, they're either influencers that have been going on in the Hollywood, the celebrity thing. You know, because since this coronavirus happened, you don't see as much emphasis on uh, Hollywood celebrities anymore. I, you know, I'm not hearing, you know, what the Friends mask look like all the time. You know, I'm not, you know, getting as much of uh, Hollywood involved in this thing. And uh, I think a lot of it, you know, they get a couple of Hollywood people say, no, I'm not in. You know, yeah, we'll just skip Hollywood and go to, straight to the lab coats and some shiny badge. So um, what do you think the next stage of this, Dr. Judy, is? What can we look forward to in 21? Just force and mandate and Biden, Harris, of you're not allowed to fly? I mean, you know, is it just going to be, you know, fear and force or are they going to go another way? Now, yeah, I see fear and force, you know, because, you know, Trump was choice. And so this is, okay, we're not going to give you the choice. We're just going to force you to. And and um, and we see it now. I mean, I think last week, oh, there's another strain out there, and it's even worse. You know, here, here we come. The strains have already been in there. There's a, It's not <laughs> this virus. We've got to stop saying covid and a virus there is no virus they just made this shit up they're injecting these things they're 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 detecting your own gene expression that that they've dysregulated that they've caused to um to um do yourself damage and again if you wear the mask 80 percent of the people wearing the mask test positive you know oh yeah we got you you know and and then that and even more fear 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 and more hate 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 well, I'm seeing this other thing. They go, oh, it's a new strain. Oh, this virus. we got the virus. One, they said the virus would never, never, and we're going to have never. And Trump is going, oh, by the end of the year. And they go, yeah, we got it by the end of the year. What we said before doesn't count. And now we're all. I mean, it's just lies after lies after lies. But then they're talking about they're talking about new um, strains that the virus, the vaccine's not even going to help. We need more vaccines, and then you need another dose of vaccines, and then we got to cancel Christmas, and then we're going to. I mean, I'm, I'm. It seems like a test. They're testing the populace for, you know, how much tyranny you'll put up, you'll get is how much you'll put up with. I mean, that's, that's just the way it always works out. Right, and they've already, they've already accomplished that test. You know, everybody says, "Oh, we'll do it for we'll do it for two weeks." Okay, so until we can see what what's really going on, but now everybody's doing it. I mean, you can't. I, and and you know, I, it's just like, please take that mask off your two year old, and and the two year olds are afraid, and so you know, they've already you know accomplished it. People want to get on their plane. You know, they want to go places. So they'll, they, you know, people who have no standing, you know, these airlines, wear your mask, I mean, over your nose and over your mouth all the time, you know, the, and, and it's, and, and people are doing it. Well, they're, they're very draconian like about it. You know, you well, Donna and I, I remember when it was, Donna, when was, when did we come back to Phoenix from Maine? What, what, what month was that? August 10th? August 10th? Yes, no. Yeah, it was for, it was for Jackalope, it was for Jackalope so. I'm not sure which time 
Yeah, so it was, yeah, okay, so it was before that. So it was, was probably the end of July. So in the July, <coughs> you know, the first weekend in August is Jackal. So we were here a couple of weeks before. So it was like in the July, third week in July and so on, we flew from Maine to uh, Arizona. And we were the only ones in the airport that didn't have a mask on. We got on the plane. She goes, I got exemption. And I'm like, yeah, whatever she said. I got whatever. And I got issues. And they go, yep, you got issues. And we get on the plane. So um, it was a bunch of Karens. They, they're, they're getting a lot of pictures of us then. I mean, they, they wanted to make sure you know everybody knew. And then when by the time yeah. we flew back from here, it was a mandate, mandate. You got a mandate. And we didn't have to wear it uh -huh. in the airport. Nobody gave us a hassle. But, man, you had to. I made him say it. I go, so you're not taking medical exemptions. You're not. You're, nope. Got to be. I'm, all right, I just wanted you to say it. I just wanted him to say it. Okay. So I get on the plane. And then, of course, I just put my mask, laid back, and put it over my eyes. And, you know, you know wake me up, make my day. So, you know, it was. Um, so that's the only time I've wore a mask other than. A Knoxville, Tennessee, Verizon. I had to go in. They made me wear a mask for the time I was in there. So I'm going, okay, I've been pretty good. About, I've been turned away. Well, not turned away. We have to wear a mask. Okay, I just turn around and walk out. You know, I, I don't care. I don't have to eat here. But all the big box stores, every Walmart, every Lowe's, every Home Depot, every Harbor Freight, every O'Malley's, every Napa, every, you know, AutoZone, anywhere I've gone has not even said a word. And people, every now and then you'll see more and more here in Arizona, it's um, instead of nobody, there's like one, two, three, four, and you go up northern Arizona, hell, when we were up there, Bob, what, half the people or something? What, not wearing, not, what, not wearing the mask? Yeah. It was, oh, yeah, at least half, if not more. And, and employees. You know, a lot of employees. Care. Screw it. And that's why we did the trip is go and talk to these people. We were doing shows live from, you know, the restaurant or, you know, talking to the people at the hardware store and buying the ammo and, you know, whatever the heck. So as we're doing this, I can see the pressure from the people, you know, starting to push back on now and even some of their elected representatives. But then they get into whatever the incentives are, the financial incentives. You're not going to qualify for this, and you're not doing it right, and nah, we're going to replace you with the election fraud with another guy that'll do what we want. So this is, there, there's a there's a, an intent. There's something else going on. The people I don't think, you know, they just want to go along. I go to the mall, and uh, I just needed to use an ATM that was in there. So I stop at the mall. It shows on the map. Yeah, it's inside there. Okay. I go in, take the little elevator down. I get up to the elevator, and there's a young couple masked up with a child and a stroller. All right. I'm not going to try and get on the elevator. You know, let them go down, come back up. There's me and six-foot marker behind me, an uh, older woman with a mask on. And I go, look, I'm, I'm, um, I'm you know, I, I don't. I don't feel the need to, you know, make her feel uncomfortable, but I wanted to go, look, you, know, you can get in the elevator with me. She gets in with me, and she goes, yeah, I hate these masks. Then why do you wear it? Well, because people, you know, look at me funny, you know, or they, you know, they, they say things or, or something. I'm going, no, I'm not, I'm not doing it. So it's us that needs to do it. And I, I want to know, Dr. Right. Judy, around the country, where is that? You know, just the, you know, we're not locking. They go, well, they'll put us out of business and not give us our license and they'll take our, you know, permits. Of the, I'm going, they're going to do it anyway. You're going out. It's over. You're done. 
you might as well go out open. I mean, you'll get some extra cash. Or go something. down fighting. I mean, you know. So what's the the mindset of these small businesses that they're eradicating from existence? Is there any effort to, you know, that you know of that are just no, we're not complying anymore? Well, yeah, here in California, you know, Peggy Hall, um, the HealthyAmerican.org, she's, you know, and and Rob McCoy in the Thousand Oaks Church. I mean, and, you know, we're, I think we're in Manhattan Beach tonight at a restaurant um, where, you know, we're all, I mean, I'm driving 86, seven miles to go eat dinner there. So essentially anybody that is open, we're, we're showing up. And, and funding. We were at a restaurant last night here in Carlsbad. You know, I just, it, it's 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 insanity. But yeah, there's a lot of kickback, pushback from small business. Um, you know, to and and that's what that's what each one of us has to do. Go out and support. Each one of us has to take these things off and protect the people that are trying to. Um, trying to run their businesses and here in in carlsbad the restaurant associations got together and the signs on the window say peaceful protest you know so we had a great party in a, in a restaurant last night and 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 this is what we have to do and there's a lot of pushback here in california in in, in o'hare in in lax you know they you know they're, they you have to wear masks to go anywhere here in california and so and and again yes what about the recall you bad but what i see yeah what i see is that every the more you go out and the more people see wait a minute nobody got sick in that church and hey we've been open all the time and you know and, and you know it just it, it and 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 i i spend like literally 24 hours a day on the phone uh somebody says oh i'm sniffling with mom and grandpa and everybody just came in and and everybody tests negative except little kids. You've got to stop testing every time you sneeze, people. Hey. Stop it. Don't play their game. Don't wear a mask and don't test. The test is pure fraud detecting your own gene expression because you're stressed and you're in a mask and you're fearful. We've got it. We've just got to get everybody to wake up and understand it. Um, and, and it's the common cold. You know, it's the it's the wolf flu. You know, there's 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 no question. You know, they just drug a virus that they never quantified before. It's been around. These viruses have been around for the coronaviruses. You know, the Dr. Bakhti, the um, the Thai um, doctor over in Germany did a beautiful webinar explaining these viruses have been around for millions of years. There are hundreds and thousands of strains. If we don't realize that we've all had the common cold, we've been exposed to these things. And, and if we just, you know, every year they're going to pull another one out if we don't stop them now. And they, they, we should have stopped them a long time ago. You know, they take advantage of our Please good don't nature. Mask. Please don't take the flu shot. No more shots, not ever. Stand your ground, and they wouldn't have stolen our election. If people wouldn't have worn those damn masks, then they wouldn't have, you know, destroyed our democracy and, and gotten away with their little game. You know, that, you know, if people had just every single person needs to stand up, we, we around this table are doing everything we can. Nobody's sick, folks. You know, yeah, there's a flu. Every year there's a flu. But the, the CDC has manipulated the numbers. You know, the epidemic 
is autism. The epidemic is cancer. The epidemic is multiple sclerosis. The pandemic is chronic disease. And they're like, oh, well, you can't call it that because it's not infectious. Yes, it is. And we proved it, and you've injected the infection. It's infection by injection, and they know it. So, yeah, the pandemic is the one they caused. So and Gates is the virus. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> Nick, my one, one of my sons, he came back. He had to get tested because of work, and he came back tested positive. He came over. We all hugged up on him, talked to him. He said he had the. Uh, he he said he had the. You know the the loss of smell and taste. And I I, I refuse to live in fear. You're the Walking Dead. He took his five year old son, got in their RV, they went hunting. Yeah. He goes, I get two weeks off. Woo-hoo! Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're gonna if you if you're gonna buy into this and and and, and hide in a hole under a rock because you're scared of it, you're already dead. You're the walking. You're the living dead. Get out and live. Don't be afraid. You yeah, a lot can't of times get, getting out and live. And this is one thing Dr. Judy was really going on about. You know, a long time was the um, vitamin D. You need to get outside. Go to the beach. Get in. The, get the sun. That you want to. You want to cure it. You know, get go outside. Don't stay inside. That's what makes you sicker. Wearing a mask, staying inside. This is. This yeah. is. You know, when do they start losing their credibility? Have they? Is it just the media that's just BSing us? Is it, you know, uh, uh, Fauci yeah. has gotten support from the whole freaking t- time. They love him some Fauci. Well, yeah, and, and, and Trump took him out with, you know, Scott Atlas, and the media just, you know, Scott Atlas didn't get anything done. You know, he, not because he didn't try, he tried. But the media is just going to say what they want to say. And so Robert Redfield, De- Deborah Burke said, how many millions more do they have to kill? You know, and this is what people don't realize. This isn't a bipartisan. A virus doesn't know what color you are. This is pure criminal crimes against humanity planned for at least, you know, the last 75 years, 100 years. They planned it. They took away your cannabis. They took away your plants. They, t- they made your glyphosate and all your Roundup and your, and your GMO food. They poisoned the air. They poisoned the water. They took the minerals out of the soil. They set it all up. And then they put that 5G and applied it all. And, and, and then all they had to do was an injection or two, and they just kill the old people. You know, okay, so give me, give me the 5G how- thing. This has been coming up. We've talked about this before. Um, what what is the danger of that? Is it a a, a, a switch that's getting done? What, what what's five G doing? Well, you you can't impart energy. We're we're energy beings. You know, charge is how we run ourselves. You know, and so when you apply that energy, that is the fifth generation of energy. Um, it's um, you know. It separates hemoglobin from oxygen, and and that in the blood, that ferritin, whenever you have iron in the blood, it's a very bad thing. So they're destroying our oxygen-carrying capacity, and then they put a mask on you. So you're standing there in that 5G, you're depleting your oxygen, you're breathing your own toxic CO2, you're you're not a plant, you don't do photosynthesis, and and you stand in, and that's what people don't recognize. You know, these hospital wards, these intensive care units, they're literally just 
used energy, and we've known it from the microwave on down. Microwaves cross-link DNA, so you, you're not getting any new nutrition out of your food. It's as you know. So the, this has been going on for a long time. You know, this it, is what I remember. We talked about this before. It was, um, uh, and and you started to see where they had the the fogged lungs. That what they were seeing it was something to do with your hemoglobin and the iron that you have in your body is what uh, attracts the oxygen uh, atoms to the uh, iron. It's like your that's why your blood's red. It's rusted, you know. So it's it's taking this rust, this oxygen, and it's delivering it. And if you put energy into the iron that is carrying the oxygen, and you separate the oxygen from your uh, iron and your hemoglobin. You're you're going um, uh, you're causing problems with the iron in your system. That's you know does bad things. You're not getting the oxygen around what you need, and uh, there's your 5G connection. How far off am I? Yeah, not not far off at all. And all the other things that's been going on and building and building. Um, so your food's toxic. You know the animals have the same problem. And 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 the, you know they're all of that depletion of oxygen wakes up all those dormant pathogens, cripples your immune system. Okay. So before you know, we before we finish, I want before we finish, I'll give everybody an opportunity to have a last say here. But I want to I want to make sure that we talk about that mechanism that there is through certain things like high uh, carbon dioxide levels, rebreathing your own pathogens, uh, doing, you know, the, uh, staying inside, no vitamin D, uh, GMO foods, water, air contamination, blah, 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 blah. They're expressing something in your body. It's, you know, your, your DNA is sitting there, and when it's triggered, it does something. And if you prep it with vaccines and all this other kind of crap, you get all of a sudden, they're, it seems like they're looking for a, a trigger to pull, and all of a sudden, everybody's dead. Or at least they're sick, and they go to pharma, you know, fix my symptom of I'm giving you more money. So this is, you know, it's kind of they're getting their cake and eating it too. They're making a bunch of money on your symptoms, and you're dead. You know, so um, I'm, I'm how explain that real quick, how genes are expressed. What is the mechanism for that? What happens? Um, well, you have you have, we have DNA in our genome. So what you have an on and off switch at the promoter of genes. And that on and off switch is controlled by methyl groups that come from your food. And so when, when the gene is in a certain cell, you know, your eyes, your nose, you know, what you need to do to express a protein, you, the, 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 this, the methyl groups come off um, what we call transcription factors, you know, writing, transcription come and they sit down on the gene and they say, okay, we need to make these proteins. We need, need to make interleukin-6, these inflammatory molecules to drive your, we need to make more red blood cells. We need to make this kind of white blood cell. Um, and, and so that, that transcription, what you write as RNA is translated into the protein. But what we learned when we sequenced the entire genome is that there's only a 
32,000 genes that are made into protein and all of the rest of the RNA and DNA, we used to call it junk DNA. Well, it's silenced viruses, it's, it's bacterial, it's microbiome. You know, God doesn't make junk, but it's expressed that RNA is regulatory. So the RNA, it has to tell the, you know, the other genes when to turn on. To turn, you know, the RNA is regulatory. It's called long-chain long non-coding, um, micro-RNA, SI, silencing RNA. So every bit of the genome, we've got miles of DNA wound up in every little single cell, and only certain bits of it is unwound in each cell and tissue at any given time. That's why this new vaccine is so deadly. You're injecting a piece of the pathogenic part of the vi that virus, you know, the, the weaponized one, along with your own, you know, gene, the syncytin gene, that's only supposed to be expressed in the placenta when somebody is, you know, in a woman. And now you're expressing that in every cell of the body. And I can't even imagine. Syncytia means fusion. You're going to fuse these cells together, cause tumors, cause um you know, brain disease um, cause what they call coagulopathies, blood clots, things like that, because you're fusing all these cells together by expressing that protein in every cell of the body. Why would you do that? And changing the regulation of every cell of the body. We don't know how the eye cell knows to express those genes at that time. We have no clue. We're not God. And, and, and here they're playing, you know, God. And, and so this works. is what causes all these inflammations is that these proteins are being just, you know, haphazardly put out. And then all of a sudden, you know, your body's reacting to that. And these proteins in there, and you get inflammation, pain, disease, all this kind of stuff from them tripping on your DNA. I mean, it's like, you know, just... Yeah, they're, they're, they're changing the way your genes are expressed in every cell of your body. To, to what? To make you sick? To, to what end? To experiment? <laughs> to see if they can make X-Men? I mean, what, what are they... They're just trying to make you sick to make money? I, I'm wondering... I mean, I, I try and think like the evil guys, what their intent is. And if you understand, that's where Melody Crow came in. It's just, they're just freaking bad. You know, they're looking to do bad because they're bad. They're bad. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I, oh, man, this is, it, 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 it boggles my mind. Every time we go down this path is, uh, do you think they know what they're doing or are they just throw monkeys throwing darts at, uh, absolutely know what they're doing they absolutely these papers are these publications you know they're all over my desk you know we we know what we're doing and then you know it's it's amazing the the scientific literature cell nature there's nothing but the coronavirus everything else disappeared in every publication we have and, and they cured pneumonia yay Change the terms, and they're calling it everything else. They cured everything else, and everything's now, you know, the virulence and the pathogens and the, you know, modified lip. You know, they're just it's it's. Insane. They call it the PIC now. So uh... yeah, the PIC. So now um, uh, pneumonia, influenza, and coronaviruses. That's the new flu. 
And they've always lumped it all together, all the upper respiratory infections. And it just, now we're going to have the influenza vaccines and the corona vaccines. And then, you know, we've got all the pneumonia vaccines, the Prevnar. We've seen them kill our old people. That's what we were opining in vaccine court. Oh, and their symptoms are just like exactly, they're shaking so bad they break their teeth. You know, there's something deadly about every bit of it. And I, Ernie, I just can't answer that question because I don't think that level of evil they know exactly what they're doing. I can't even imagine that, that you know, what what level of evil is there that would let a little child, okay. that would yeah. know. And this is what I keep saying about our book. The day I learned that in 2001 they covered up that all they had to do was wait until black boys were three years old and the relative risk went down to white boys. You know, and right now on these slides... Here's what the government's saying, and in, in the government saying right there, in you know, under the guise of racial justice, we're going to give vaccinate the ethnic minority and mentally challenged first. Whoa. It is. It's all very important okay. in a saddening, saddening situation. We've been worrying all the time. We've worked very hard at the NIH leadership and the Surgeon General with all the minority, the leaders, to try to figure out why the African Americans and Latinos won't participate in these clinical trials <laughs> because it's very important. Help us convey the minority populations. You know, nobody's being used as guinea pigs. I'm literally reading a quote from a CNN broadcast. Unfortunately, this virus is impacting the African American population and Hispanics two to four times more than it does Caucasian part of our country. And we have to stop that. Well, then why didn't you stop vaccinating the black boys before they're three years old, you morons? It's evil. They've been doing it since Brian, you know, since 2001. And they know it. And now they're just reading that. That came off a, you know, a, a, a CNN a December 6th. Oh, we have to stop that. It's affecting them more. Then why don't you stop injecting? Okay, now this is one thing I want the audience to know that every year you would go to the CDC and protest there, and and, and what's in it? What's in? And it's in Atlanta. What else is in Atlanta? You know, the Nation of Islam. You know, you got Louis Farrakhan, and then he kind of went silent for the last year until well, the Georgia Guidestones. Georgia Guidestones aren't too far away from from there either, yeah. from Atlanta. You know, so, so I'm having. And what swayed our election? Oh, the corruption in Atlanta. Uh, oh so yeah, shocked. in Georgia. You know, I I've got I've got to get going. I've got to get going to do some more work, but I, I just want to get a quick question. I do I do see a lot of doctors and nurses on my feed who are saying things like, "Oh, I got the coronavirus shot, and you know, one hour later, feeling fine. Twenty four hours later, feeling fine." And everyone's like, "Oh, phew." Oh, thank God that you said you're feeling fine. I'm definitely going to get it now. And it's like, it's not about what's going to go on one second after you get the shot, you idiots. It's about what's going to go on three <laughs> years later, five years later, ten years later. Oh, sorry, everyone sterilized. And, you know, 70% of people are sterilized, and we uh, can't figure out why. Cancer. I mean, that's just, uh, I mean, just sort of throwing that out there as a potential. But, I mean, if you were a bad guy, what would you do? You would limit the Earth's population by limiting the amount of people to have kids. And, oh, yeah, make everybody poor so that way they can't even afford to have kids. And then you get the population down to 500 
billion people, maybe but not having. Well, it's not like Gates hasn't been accused of doing that very thing. I mean, Africa is like ready to jail them. Well, eugenics in the whole birth uh, abortion industry and all that stuff—it's all birthed out of this eugenics. Of course, they they, they're targeting the undesirables in their mind, which was which was was the black population. Uh, Eugenics. They made they made no mince about it. Okay. Well, thanks thanks for hanging out, Tim. If you got to go, go ahead. But. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here, but you know, oh, thank, uh, thank you, and I appreciate I appreciate you having me on, and let me, uh, you know, yak it with Dr. Judy. And Dr. Judy, I'll be I'll be contacting you through Signal about setting up the union of the unwanted. So if you just remember if that was me. No thank problem. you very much for. Yeah, I got to go too. I got to drive all the way yeah, to California yeah, to get my husband home. Okay, okay well, I had the one minute. final question, and we'll get uh, something from uh, uh, Tina before she leaves. But um, um, Louis Farrakhan, when they saying Black Lives Matter, and they were you know, symptomatic, you know, or dying at four times the rate because they wouldn't wait until the kid was at least, you know, a year and a half, three years old or something, but because they can't collate a lot of the stuff that that's in there. Well, I'm wondering where Louis Farrakhan is now. Is he, is he, you know, representing or what? No, he's saying don't take it. No, he's saying, he said don't take it. Bobby Kennedy and and Tony Muhammad, the Nation of Islam, and Louis Farrakhan called us to a meeting last week. He's on it. He knows the truth. He's going to hell. All right. He's there. They're listening. So Black Lives really kind of sort of matter now? The Biden administration went to him with one of Fauci's black doctor minions who's got says oh the vaccine's just fine and she called and said we want you know the nation of islam behind this and he to his credit this is an amazing lovely man he called and he said i want to hear the science and he asked us and we gave him the science um there are three scientist doctors in the room along with rfk jr last week in in chicago um, he will not give their support for this vaccine. Mm, thank you, thank you, thank you. That was one thing I was wondering about. He kind of went silent for a while. And uh, so this he's is... On, he's uh, on the pulse. He's trying to find out the truth. Thank you, Dr. Judy. I really appreciate this. Tina, you got some final words you want to say? Well, I just want to spin it back around to Brandy Vaughn. Um, I want to, you know, get the full investigation, and if people can go, there's a, I had to start a new fundraiser under Go Get Funding, and if they Google Go Get Funding Brandy Vaughn, um, so we can get the full investigation, and, you know, our intent is to keep Learn the Risk active and continue to educate people with facts and truth on the dangers of vaccines. Right. We're doing what we can to help. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, we're just, you know, muddling through with all of us here. We got a lot said here and some new stuff. I'm I'm still one thing that's always been uh, for decades. I've been doing this is it's only in the last few years that I started to understand what we're up against is just evil. I mean, it's been it's been defined if you read the yep. Bible or you read text or history or whatever. I mean, you know, this is how these atrocities happen, and they know how to play on what they see as our weakness, our love and compassion, our trusting nature. That's how right. they do it. And but Correct. it gets to a certain point to where you the balance. As I say, I think the balance will tip, though, right? The more that people subject themselves to the vaccines, the more are going to die from what they're doing to themselves. At some point, the balance is going to tip, and 
the more evil that's happening, the more a light shines on that evil. So I think there is still hope. Yeah, no, no, no. It always happens. I always say, you know, in the end, freedom always wins. It just gets really messy first. And that's why it's freedom's phoenix right. from the ashes. Yes. But there's always ashes. So here we go. Correct. Thank you, guys. It was a great show today. I appreciate you. Love you, Dr. Judy. Tina, new friend. Love Thank you, you very much. Thank Love you. Tina. Peace. Yeah, we will. We will honor. We we know Brandy's in you know in, in a good place, and we know she's hearing those words. You know, well done. You know, we 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 know um, her her job here on Earth was was a big one, and and um, she always she did everything with grace and courage, and we appreciate that, and we'll never forget or um, or or let anyone forget what what happened, and that that is just she's just such a gift. So I appreciate you, Tina, and um, and continuing to move forward as well. Yeah, I won't let it get swept under the rug like some are trying to advocate for. It's just not happening. Okay. And I feel I feel her strong presence with us still. Yeah. And that was the last line of her, you know, when she made that list of things that she wanted to happen if um, there was an untimely death, the final one said, and trust me, I will probably be more powerful from the other side. So I believe she's still with us. Boom. Great thing to end on. Thanks, ladies. Peace. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.